I hear the metronome. That means that we are live with episode 150 of You Watch, I Listen. Josh, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing okay. Uh, it's been a fucking brutal week weather-wise. Sure fucking has. Heat's been fucking shitty, man. Heat and rain and heat and rain. Like, there's no fucking and, in between. We got, this is supposed to be part of a tropical storm from what I understand. Yeah, this is tropical, tropical storm. Tropical <laughs> Tropical storm Elsa. Um, the the remnants of it that hit Florida. Um, I heard it took down a whole condo in Miami. Let it go. Uh, that's different. Oh, that was before. That was before. Yeah. Let the whole fucking condo go. (laughs) The whole foundation let it go. (laughs) If they go down to Miami, huh? That is some crazy shit. Like how that happened. Bodies. Yeah. They call. They officially discontinued it being a rescue, and now it's just a recovery mission. And I think there's still like 119 people unaccounted for. That sucks. I saw the video of it collapsing. Well, you gotta you gotta have faith. The faith. The faith. No, I want the Limp Bizkit version. I want, like, like, uh, I want them to dig like it up. Like a George Michael faith or like a Bon Jovi faith? No, or Limp Bizkit faith. <laughs> no, I want them to dig up, like, legitimately, like, dig up, like, a room that, like, somehow got preserved in the collapse and they're just, like, chilling and there was, like, a pantry that fell into the With room. food? And there's, like, we found ten survivors and it's, like, this is their story. Okay, so let's say that same hypothetical happened, but they didn't have any food and they had to eat the bodies of people that had died from well, hunger. They got plenty of them. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to they do. And I guess they have light meat, dark meat. <laughs> yeah. Miami's very diverse. It is very diverse. Uh, some kosher. <laughs> There's also a lot of that in Miami. Yeah, it's inappropriate. Wow. Um, Manfro, how are you? Great. That's it? <laughs> no, I'm good. Uh, so, good. You um, you booked a venue this week for yeah. your, your nuptials. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, date, venue, give hit the details. Uh, August 13th, uh, 2022. If you want to come, just bring a card and $300. <laughs> well, you got to tell them where. Oh, at the Ramsey Country Club. In Ramsey, New Jersey. That is an open invitation. Uh, bare minimum, $300 gift. $300 is the bare minimum if you want to go more. So, Feel free. so now that you have that detail out of the way as far as um, the date and the venue, what is the next step in planning for you guys? Well, we had to go to a meeting this week and finalize a contract, but uh, the guy wrote out shit in like a wedding planning book that he gave us. He yeah. said, you can keep this. This is the Ramsey Country Club fucking wedding venue book, and he wrote notes in it, and he was like, all right, well, we'll do, he's like, filet mignons, 165 per head, and 155 per head, uh, uh, beef rib, uh, what do they call that shit? Ribeye? No. Brisket? Beef. Beef? A burger? Prime rib. Prime rib. (laughs) I was was right there. It was at the tip of my tongue. So he's like 155. But then he's like, when we were at the first meeting, he's like 155. I'll I'll make flame and yell 155. So I was like, sweet, dude. Yeah. And then like... When we went in, the guy's like, how much did I say I would do the one, the filet mignon for? And I was like, 155. It's in that book. Sam, do you have it? And she's and she, been planning all this shit And out. she forgot it. And she forgot the How mad was she at herself? Well, the, the guy's like, all right, well, I was going to, like, finalize a contract with you guys and shit, but uh, you could just give me the $1,000 deposit, and then we'll fucking scan it and do all this shit. I sound so fucking white privileged. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... A couple months ago, I couldn't even fathom of ha- like having a wedding and shit. And, and now look at you, doing now, big boy stuff. <laughs> I'm doing big boy shit. So I guess, yeah, you got the contract finalized. Now you probably, I think the next step is probably like the, the tentative guest list, right, Josh? Like where it's like people that are definites, people that are maybes. And over the weekend, I got an ordained minister. I heard. Uh, tell everyone who, who's uh, officiating. Greg. Big Greg. Yeah, Daddy Greg is going to yeah. be officiating. Yeah, so I asked Daddy this weekend. I was like, uh, <laughs> hey, Daddy. You want to do my wedding? I'm just like joking around. Yeah. It's like, how much you charge? He's like, dude, it'd be an honor for me to do your wedding. And <laughs> I was like, hell yeah, dude. So you're going to do it? He's like, yeah, but like, does Sam know? And I'm like, well, I mentioned it to her. I was like, 
I'm going to ask Ralph and Courtney, though, because he officiated their wedding. Yeah, I, well, and he's I officiated like, a couple weddings besides Ralph yeah, and Courtney's. Yeah, but I was like, all right. I was like, I, I don't have many gay friends like Dan, so I can't <laughs> have any of them do it. So It's true. We just have Richie and Colucci. <laughs> yeah. And Richie can barely fucking speak English. Yeah, so he's gay and he can't speak English. Yeah. <laughs> you imagine Richie doing it. Yeah. Uh, this is good, man. Sam, <laughs> do ya? <laughs> man, for a will ya? Like, that would be his whole thing. Well, my unrealistic expectations of getting Bobby Bottle Service to do it. Okay, yeah. Um, I, it's, I, I put out a feeler. Uh, I'm going to put out a couple more, and then, then I'm going to... I, I obviously didn't get a reply. I could still shoot for Craig Carton and have him and Greg do it together, but oh, yeah. Greg is a good choice. Greg does it well. Yeah, imagine if I had Evan and Craig. <laughs> and they're arguing the whole, Mets fans for Yankees? <laughs> uh, yeah, so we had a good time on Saturday at um, Ralph and Courtney's 4th of July party. Sunday. 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 I, I've been... On Friday, I kept saying tomorrow... And then I keep saying Saturday. Three-day weekend fucks me up at this point. Yeah. But I had a really good time. Yeah. Um, I was fucking hungover so bad because Saturday. Yeah. uh, You were a thirsty boy like fucking 12 times that day. Yeah. No, I was thirsty boy a lot. Well, you were thirsty. I so on. This is. (laughs) Let me explain this. On Saturday, um, Landlord and I are hanging out. And I go look at Snapchat. And I see um, Snap stories from Manfro, Sam, and Nicole. And each one of them is Manfro taking multiple uh, beer, beer bong shots. Or uh, drinks, oh, funnels, funnels yeah. beer pong, uh, beer bong funnels. At least, I would say six different ones that are documented. <laughs> I would say. Yeah. And I said, oh, this motherfucker going to be hurting tomorrow. Yeah. And you walked in looking like I'm hurting. But then you started drinking. You rallied. And every time we said, uh, who's a thirsty boy? It was great. He wouldn't say anything. He would just look at us and go like nod his head like this. Yeah, the first one was like ridiculous. Ralph just like no, I did that to you the first time, and it spilled all over you. I was like, come on, I just have a shirt that I just changed. You said, you said, I'm a sticky thirsty boy. (laughs) Yeah, and then you kept going. Yeah, that kept me going. But then I had, I came with a plan of having like a spare shirt. Yeah, smart. And put a dry shirt on, let the other one. And then next time I did Thirsty Boy, I was like, just try not to spill it all down my fucking Yeah, face. yeah. And it didn't happen after that. No. Uh, we had a good game of wiffle ball. That was fun. Ralph fucking tore his leg apart sliding. I'm like, dude, he's stretching <laughs> bases and shit. You hit a fucking single in wiffle ball, you go, you walk to the fucking next base. He's like rounding from first. <laughs> going first to hit. third? He's going first to third and rounding home. Because dude, his war must have been good based on going first to third. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, dude, I was still the MVP, so he can suck. I, I, yeah, I would say you were MVP. I was second MVP. <laughs> MVP Taylor struck out on every at bat. <laughs> he was getting so mad. He was blaming the bat. I was like, no, it's not the bat. It's the batter. Like, <laughs> well, I, I took the other one from the from the outfield. Yeah, the and big. I it down and that then thing was fu- like, no, dude. That thing would have no. demolished the ball oh, on yeah. first contact. We wouldn't have gotten it back. <laughs> and then I love playing nighttime frisbee with that fucking light up frisbee in the dark. That was yeah. fun. That shit was fucking and cool. We had the gloves out. We were yeah, we, catch. yeah, we I had saw, a catch. I saw you and Ralph having an atrocity of a catch. So I, dude, I was like, I gotta get in here. Uh, no, I. It was going well until Ralph started throwing him over the fence. He threw three of my baseballs over the fence. Oh, I was like, all right, dude, like, come on. Um, but yeah, no, I had a good time. Uh, I didn't drink too much. I did a lot of medicine and I felt really good about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So was Sunday, was Monday rough for you the next day? Yeah. You know, it wasn't really as bad because like from Saturday to Sunday, if I could live through that, 
Yeah. Then Sunday to Monday wasn't as bad, and I okay. could just kind of chill. Yeah. You said you got sunburned, didn't you? A little, a little bit. bit. Nothing, nothing like that. Yeah, I made sure I put on at least some sunblock because I'm, I'm That's good. That's because all the fucking Italian meat sweats he gets, and <laughs> that glistens on his skin, and then that makes like a it's, base. That base. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like a marinade. Yeah. <laughs> See, like the, the whole thing is though, like we're blessed as Italians. Yes. You know, like yeah. if we know, burn, I'll get, we burn I'll get for a, a sun, day. I'll get a sunburn. It'll it'll peel off in like two days, and then I have a tan for yep, the rest of the summer. Exactly what it is. You burn for a day or two, tan, then you're set. The only place I ever get sunburned is like if I'm out with like no shirt on, is like maybe the top of the shoulders a little bit, but it's under my eyes I get it the most. Yeah. The, the biggest mistake I made was at Kenyatta's bachelor party when I fucking <laughs> passed out on the fucking boat <laughs> with my bandana on. And then, like, they wake me up an hour and a half later, and it's just fucking beat red and just white here. <laughs> I came home, landlord looks at me, she's like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> I'm like, sure am. Um, so, Manfro, you were telling me that you were hanging out with some of your friends yeah. um, this weekend. People that I've known longer than you. I went to, we, Josh and I both went to elementary school with them. Yeah, so you, we, were, we were talking about, like, random-ass kids, like, rogue kids we went to school with, which is always, like, a, a good thing. It's, it's a great like, conversation. It's an Xbox Live party when we okay. had, like, six of our friends in there. And we're all just like talking, shooting the shit. Sure. And uh, so then there were stories coming about like random kids that I didn't even know that like moved. But yeah, I yeah. Before I was even in in middle school. I'd love to hear some of the names they brought up. <laughs> so then they were talking about. Uh, one kid got brought up, and they're like, oh, yeah, when he was at Dan Perosi's house, they made him eat cat shit. <laughs> okay. Okay. It sounds funny to say I made him eat cat shit, but I think the actual way it happened is funnier, Josh. You it were is. there for it. Yep. So it was um, my maybe third grade, fourth grade fourth birthday, grade. fourth yep. grade birthday party. And, you know, kids at age, you play, uh, you play like truth or dare. And it was always like, we went to like moon my dad and throw things at him. And it was <laughs> stupid shit. And this kid, <laughs> he goes, he was trying to fit in, goes, I dare myself to eat cat poop. He dared himself to do it. Okay. Walks up to the litter box, picks up a piece of cat shit, takes a bite out of it, chews it. All stuck in his braces, oh. swallows it, and then, he, uh, and I'm like, how'd it taste? He goes, it tastes like chocolate. I'm like, so it's good? He goes, no, I hate chocolate. <laughs> so, so my mom was really good friends with his mom. She's to this day says the most mortifying thing she's had to do as a parent was call another child's mother and say, you need to pick your son up. He doesn't feel well from eating cat shit out of the litter box. Yeah. But he had a bunch of those kind of situations. I always think of um, he had a big crush on a girl in our class in sixth grade. Yep. And normally when you do that, you write Multiple love. Girls. Write, but this one I'm thinking of, you write love letters, right? Maybe you get him a little gift. You don't give him a gift off your clothing. Like, he ripped off the elastic band on his tidy whiteies, literally sitting at his desk, just ripped off the elastic ring, pulled it up over his body, and put it on her desk. And that's she's a, a making a statement. And yep. she still didn't put out. <laughs> and then there were two other girls that he yes. liked similarly. One, he, uh, in art class, made a clay statue uh, diorama of him hitting it fucking raw from it the was, back. It looked like the Where's My Dinner Bitch statue from yeah. Tom Green Show. <laughs> Jesus. And Christ. yeah, he had to get it. What was the other one? Uh, the other one was he drew a picture. Yeah. He drew a picture of them fucking uh, getting down on it. Yeah. He, 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 there was other things he, he got. He way got, ahead of his time. He got, he got reprimanded for playing with his pud in class <laughs> one day. Um, playing with his dick? Yeah, he, like, I don't, I, I wasn't in that class with him, but I was told he was sitting at his desk just, like, kind of flopping his dick around, uh, his unclipped cock, um, and I, there, there's definitely other ones I can remember. Have you ever seen his dick? Um, no, not that I can recall. 
I do remember um, Brian Salasic saying it was unclipped. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he said his, his exact words were, his Yankee wasn't doodled. Oh, okay. um, and I said, all right. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, um, speaking of uh, special needs people, Josh, um, why don't we get into our reviews from last week? Yes. Um, do you want me to go first? Yes, I do. Okay, so you gave me uh, Post Malone's most recent album, Hollywood's Bleeding. Now, uh, Taylor had previously given me a Post Malone album. I forgot the name of it. Beer Bonds uh, and Bentleys. I, I was okay with it. I didn't love it. It was fine. Um, I like this one more. Uh, I'm... I'm it's weird, though, because there's some things I really like about it, and there's other things that uh, are why I didn't really like beer, beer bongs and Bentley. I like all the stuff that isn't rap. Like, yes. the stuff that sounds like radio pop kind of stuff, it's catchy, it's upbeat, mm-hmm. it, it sounds like something that you'd be like, I'd be playing at like a beach party kind yeah. of thing. And he has a decent singing voice, which begs the question is, why is every rap song, does he have to do auto-tune? I don't fully understand where... Some of this stuff is a little overproduced, I feel like. But then the stuff that's good, I'm like, all right, this is solid. I didn't necessarily... Lo- I like the song with Ozzy. I knew that one already. Yeah. I, when that came out, I like that. that yeah. Take What You Want, that's a good song. Um, so the opening track, Hollywood's Bleeding. It's a good, simple little intro. Um, uh, Saint, Saint, I don't know how to say this. St. Tropes? St. Tropez. St. Tropez. It's not bad. Kind of boring for me. Enemies was a two. Fine. It doesn't bump, but it doesn't suck. I liked Allergic. Upbeat. Catchy. A Thousand Bad Times. It's, it had a lot of the same kind of sound as Allergic. Yeah. It's like the middle of the album, I thought it was good. And like I said, I wasn't going to listen to Circles, but it flowed well with those three songs in a row. And I liked it much, much better. It fits in well with those two. And then the album takes a little bit of a step back for me. Die For Me. Super repetitive. Generic. Uh, I hated On the Road. It was the first song on here I hated. Annoying. And the auto-tune was brutal. Take What You Want is a four. I actually really like that one. Um, this is going to be is one. It annoyed the shit out of me. Another, he has an issue with repeating. Yep. like Very repetitive on the rap song. So same thing. Really like Staring at the Sun. That was a three. Uh, Sunflower. I knew that from Into the Spider-Verse. Really, really good song. Internet. That is one where I wrote a two. I have no strong feelings on it. It just was like kind of there. Uh, I really like goodbyes until Young Thug came in <laughs> with the most unbelievably awful and irritating singing voice I can think I've I think I've heard in a long time. If you remove him that song's a 3, but that his single part which is about 45 seconds ruins the whole song for me. Myself was a 3, I know was eh, eh, 2. Wow, um was 2. It, overall the the rap songs don't hit for me like the pop ones. The pop songs are actually really really good. Like I'm like it's well produced, they sound good. Uh, I can see where I would enjoy these songs. So, I'm going to give it a 2 and a half out of 5. That's fair. Um a, this, I added the songs I gave threes or higher to my own playlist. I, I like them. I get it. He is very, very talented. There's no denying it. He he experiments with what he does musically, but I just don't understand when he has a decent singing voice, why... He, usually you do auto-tune if you can't sing. Right. You know what I mean? And then all of his rap, it's, it's auto-tune. I don't fully understand it. And a little overproduced on those, but maybe he's in that transition from rap to doing other things, which is kind of what it seems like. You can kind of tell like uh, his last couple albums and like some of the shit that you've seen him do that he's been a feature on like he's kind of moving away from you know his own persona as a rapper yeah sure more into this entertainer pop star kind of thing which i dig and i I respect that he's trying other things you were gonna kind of fall in between you know somewhere between two and three yeah i didn't expect a four or five uh, out of you out of this album but uh, i pretty much expected you know the things that you're saying and uh i kind of feel the same way like there's some songs like i will listen to 
uh, from the opening track through Circles. I'll listen to that whole string of sure, songs. Sure, sure. Um, you know, that was where the album flowed the best, yeah. for sure. But towards the end, like, there's some stuff that, like, I like the song with Ozzy. Um, yeah, that, that's a fucking good jam. I actually really like Internet. Um, yeah, that one, I just... Uh, I, I like the, almost all the songs that had actual instruments in them. Yeah. That's what's ironic. And well, he can play instruments, Well, man. that's like, what I, one of the things I... down on guitar. That's like, one of the really things cool. I respect about him, that he's actually... He also cover Nirvana songs and ruin them, fucking scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> he did a really good cover of um, a Walk by Pantera. I saw that. I was like, wow, he can actually... Do that. Yeah. Like he did some cover of a, of a Brad Paisley song. Now I don't fuck with country, but I showed this dude that I work with. He's like, "Oh, what are you listening to?" I came with my headphones. I was like, "Oh, I'm listening to uh, Post Malone." He goes, "Oh, that fucking idiot." And I'm <laughs> like, "Yo, you check this out. You might actually dig this." He did a country, cover of a country song, and he was like, "Wow, that's actually really surprisingly yeah, good." Yeah, well, and if you have a lot of money, you can cover anything the fuck. That's you want. true. You can. Yeah, when but he, like he, he, he wasn't lost, just singing. Like he's not, playing the guitar. Okay, like well, he's. I don't give a fuck what he does, but once you fucking <laughs> cross the line and you cover a Hootie and the Blowfish song. <laughs> all right. Do you know what song? Do you know what song I think he should cover? Do you know what song I think he should cover next? One. You like, like a dream come oh, no. true. Stop, 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 stop. Just wanna stop. be with Please, you. No. Oh, no. Girl, it's plain oh, to see that up, you're the only one for no. me. And four, repeat steps one, two, three, five. Make you fall in love with me. If ever I believe my work is done, then I'll start back at one. All right, cut it. <laughs> Dude, so uh, just really quick. Bad. If you did Brian McKnight's song with the little 1877 card for beat, I think we're on to something here. So the whole reason we started singing that, I don't know I don't know how it started. I think I started oh, singing no, it. No, no, we were talking about Left Eye Lopez burning down some Brian McKnight's house. house. And, and, then we, I, then and then I was like, wasn't it Brian McKnight's house? And then then I, I go, I was like, what does he sing? And then one. Like, one. And then me, you, like and Bob. How many? We've sang it that time, like four or five times in a row. Yeah. And then we sang it at least six more times throughout the night. Yep. Yeah. At one point, I was standing on the other side. I, I yelled it, and then you started doing it, and then yeah. Bob did. Bob was down every time you said Yeah, Bob, Bob is a very down-ass bitch. Um, but anyway, so yeah, Post Malone, Hollywood's Bleeding, I'm going to give a two and a half out of five. Um, I don't know if it's something... I'll never revisit the songs I didn't add to the playlist, but the stuff that I liked, I'm like, I get it. Like, I understand the radio appeal of it. There's a mainstream appeal to it. Um, and I do respect the fact that he is trying to branch out and actually learning instruments. He's not being like fucking Machine Gun Kelly pretending to hold a guitar and saying, Travis Barker, get on drums while I cover Rage Against the Machine. Yep. Fuck that guy. Dude, fuck Machine Gun Kelly. I mean, I'm like, whatever. Post Malone... Did his thing. He started out as in the wrong of, of a culture appropriation thing. Yeah, oh, well, I'll tell you. I did, so I I hated him until I listened to the whole episode of, of Joe Rogan that he was on. Yeah, no, no, he's a cool guy. Dude, he was really cool and he was funny. And they fucking I think they did shrooms and they were both tripping balls and just laughing their ass off at stuff. Yeah. I was like, that was one of the funniest Joe Rogan episodes I can think of, and he was cool. So I was like, all right, he's cool with me. I got no issues with him. I don't have to love his music, but he's cool. No, you know, he just he came out like you know a lot of bands do a lot of covers and a lot of artists do a lot of covers like. You know, eventually, but like he he does a lot, and then he did like the whole. Didn't he do like the whole Nirvana album? Like, uh, did he, Josh, do the whole Nirvana cover album? Uh, I thought he just did a couple songs. He did, he just did a couple songs. Oh, uh, did he? Know. But like, still, it's like a couple of songs with Nirvana, and like even David Grohl and uh, what's the other fucking bit, the bass player's name? Yeah, no one cares about yeah, him. 
Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Jason Sudeikis, yes. Yeah, the, the guy from Greece. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he, he was, like, you know, giving him credit and stuff. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. You're paying homage to, like, o- older bands. And maybe, like, yes, some Stuff younger, that influenced you. Maybe some of the younger kids will actually be like, oh, shit, Nirvana has more songs than, than just what's played on the fucking but radio. Then more songs than Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yeah, and then, like, once the kids find Lake of Fire, then... Yeah, <laughs> you started you started cover. singing that on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. That is a good cover. No, um, fucking whatever. Post Malone is a piece of shit. You just said he was a cool guy. No, he's cool. Okay, <laughs> got it. Josh. All right, so you gave me uh, Knives Out, a uh, movie by uh, Ryan Johnson. Yes. Uh, let me just highlight some of the cast before I get okay, into dude, this. It's fucking sick. Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, Ana de Armas. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael Shannon, who I fucking love. I love Michael Don Shannon. Don Johnson. Yep. Uh, fucking Don Johnson in here. Uh, Tony, Tony Collette. Collette. Uh, it, the, one of the guys from Black Klansman, right? The the guy who played the other detective? Yes, yeah. Um, I forget his name, but he's yeah, a really good um, actor. Uh, hold on. I'm going to... Go ahead. Keep going. I'll tell you um, his name when I pull it up. So... This was one of those movies I just never watched because I'm fucking shit at watching new movies. Yeah. Um, you know, I never had anything against it. People, I've had people tell me, you're just not watching it because he's the last Jedi guy. Go fuck you. I actually like the last yeah. Jedi, so go suck my dick. Yeah, and he did um, Looper. Yeah, and he did which o- was fucking and, so cool. And, I love and that he movie. did Ozzy Bendeas for the best episode of Breaking Bad. Yep. Yeah, so. <laughs> um, so right from the beginning, super fun. Uh, it, it it puts like a little bit of a twist on the mystery movie because you you know from the beginning kind of what happened. Yeah. And it becomes clear as the movie goes on that you're not getting the whole entire yeah, story. Yeah, there's missing pieces. There's missing pieces. And, and even when you think... So basically, uh, Ana de Armas plays the uh, the live-in nurse. Or yeah. not really live-in, but like full-time nurse yeah, for yeah. Christopher Plummer's uh, character who's, uh, you know, these the, the patriarch of this family with all these other people in it. That's where yep. all the actors, you know, those are all his kids, grandkids, whatever. Um, he dies. Yeah. And uh, due to a medical mix-up, they both believe that it's Anna de Armas' fault. So they hatch this little plan to get her out of it because he doesn't want her to catch any heat for his death. Correct. So he makes it look like a suicide, um, and he puts her through uh, a little routine that she has to do to make everybody believe that she left the house and he was still alive when she left. Um, Now enter Benoit Blanc. Um, Daniel Craig's character, and he starts unraveling the piece. He's got, like you said last week, that fucking foghorn, leghorn Dude, tall. he's so good in this. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> uh, so you learn you learn a lot. You learn a little bit as things go on. Things get a little bit crazy, and then you meet Chris Evans' character, who's this fucking asshole. And I, I love that he was, because Chris Evans is Captain America, that yeah. he played an asshole so well. Yeah. And it, it was like, it, I feel like he almost wanted to do that because now he's fucking Captain America. So I appreciated the fact that he played a dickhead so well. Yeah, and he, with... Such ease. Yep. Michael Shannon was fucking amazing in this. He's amazing yep. in everything I've yeah, ever he, seen him he in. He fucking rules. He's one um, of the best. You love Michael Shannon too, right, Manfro? Yeah, I like it when he whips himself in um, Boardwalk Empire. Yes, same, same. He likes getting beat up. Uh, so, you know, she, you, get, you go take him on this crazy little adventure. She's learning things. She's figuring out, like, wait, maybe, maybe things aren't what they seem. You get to the end of it, and you find out that the whole thing was a plot hatched by Chris Evans. Yep. Uh, because the grandfather character, who was Christopher Plummer, told him that he was going to leave all his money, all his estate to this girl. So he, he switches the labels on the morphine and yep. the, uh, uh, I guess, diabetes medicine, whatever she was giving him. Um, but it turns out she gave the wrong medicine anyway. So she gave him the non-lethal uh, medicine, and he just wound up killing himself yep. due to a mix-up. But because of the plot that was hatched uh, by Chris Evans' character, 
it winds up being all on him. Yep. So at the end of the movie, this girl comes away with this guy's fortune while his shitty fucking family they sit there with nothing, is sitting there in the driveway with nothing, Dude. arguing with each other. Fucking. This was such a well put together movie. I loved it because it kept me guessing throughout the entire thing. And I it, did not see what was happening until it unraveled at the very end. And it's it's quirky. It's a beat that that Daniel Craig and Anna Diarmas are so fucking good in this. Yeah. I didn't know she was that good of an actress. Like mm-hmm. she was sensational in this. Yeah. But very funny. Uh, Foghorn Leghorn. Uh, so have you seen the cast for Knives Out too? Did you take a look? No. All right, Catherine Hahn. Okay. Daniel Craig, Dave Bautista. Fuck yeah. Ethan, Ethan Hawke, Edward Norton, uh, Kate Hudson. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, so you loved it? Yeah, I the, loved it. I give it a, a 9.2 out of 10. Dude, it was phenomenal. Like, when I finally saw it, like, it was one I wanted to go see in the theater, and I didn't. It was like, can't, I was like, it has to be overrated. It was like the number one movie on Rotten Tomatoes in 2019. And then I finally saw it. I was like, holy shit. Like, this was fucking awesome. Yeah. Loved it. So, I'm glad you liked it. All right. So, my pick for you this week. Um, I was racking my brain a little bit. And I thought about a classic comedy. Okay. Uh, I think it's from like 1978. It's a great comedic pairing of two of the, one of the best stand-up comedians of all time. And one of the great character, I guess, actors. um, Silver Bullet. Stage presence people. Um, it stars R- Richard, Rick, Pryor, Richard Gene Pryor, Pryor and Gene Wilder. Okay. Yes. Stir Crazy. Okay. So have okay. you ever seen Stir Crazy? Yeah, I have a long time So ago. Stir Crazy, the premise of this, they're two friends. Um, they both get fired from their jobs in New York City, and they decide, we're going to go out west and try to you know, do better. And they get mixed up in a bank holdup, and <laughs> they, they actually get framed for it, more or less, so they're the wrong guys, and they go to prison. And... It's about the scheme of how they're going to try and get out of prison and involves a rodeo, a prison rodeo. Okay. I remember when I saw this, my dad had me watch it, and I remember laughing so fucking hard at Gene Wilder on the mechanical bull. Like, I was in fucking tears at this. And the two of them, like, on the individually, hilarious, right? The two of them, their chemistry was unbelievable. I mean, see no evil, hear no evil is fucking great. This one is my favorite. That's the one they're on the train, Silver Bullet, Yeah, Silver Bullet's great. Um, I fucking love this movie. Uh, It's one of my favorite comedies, for sure. Uh, I'm happy that you haven't seen it, because that was one take. Taylor had seen and yeah. Ralph had seen, so uh, my pick for you this week is Stir Crazy. All right, cool. All right, I'm gonna give you my pick, and then after uh, I give, give you my give pick, I'm gonna give good. you my. Give I'm gonna tell you my my ten, <laughs> my ten movies that I've never seen. Oh, good, good. I want to hear this don't list. Give him no bullshit. <laughs> no, I'm not giving him bullshit. Well, actually, I, I don't know what your thoughts are in this because I'm sure you've heard it, but you might think it's bullshit. Um, okay, so I'm going to give you a form of metal that I find very interesting. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, so uh, over the uh, over the summer, or wait, no, it is the summer now. Over the uh, the spring, Manfro gave you uh, pirate metal. Yes, he did. Uh, Taylor hated it. You kind of dug it. Yeah, I dug it. Uh, I'm going to give you some Viking metal. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I'm going to give you an album called Deceiver of the Gods by Amon Amarth. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I think I have heard of them. They're fucking sick. I think I have their fucking Deceiver of the Gods. Deceiver of the Gods. So it it plays like death metal. It plays like like it plays like a hybrid of thrash and death metal. Okay. Uh, You know, it's you know, those deep guttural screams, but all of their songs are about like fucking Valhalla and Ragnarok and shit. Okay. It's really, really dope. Like every every album is a concept. This one is about Loki, so Deceiver of the Gods. Okay, and I'm in the middle of watching the series right now, so I think I, I think they had like a music video where it's just like 
like a bunch of Vikings like rowing a boat and, when they, and it's raining when out. They have, when, like they have, uh, when they have shows, they don't have regular mosh pits. All their like diehards get in the middle where the mosh pit would be, sit down on the ground and row. They call it a <laughs> row pit. Oh, <laughs> All right. I'm excited to listen to this. So we'll see. All right. Josh, you have 10 movies you haven't seen that you're going to give me. Yeah. So I'm going to list these. And then I guess over the next few weeks, I'm not going to do them consecutively, but I will pick them in random spots to give you. So All right, let me so hear the 10 movies you haven't seen. Now. Uh, there's no for me. There was no real criteria for this. There's sure. no like, genre. I'm like, okay, you know, I know I have not seen a lot of movies. Okay, so I just pulled up a bunch of lists of like the best movies of the '90s, Good idea. The best movies of all time. Yeah, and I'm gonna pick out the ones that I know that Dan will think I should have seen. Okay, now, I wonder if any of these I actually don't like or overrated. Uh, now so. I'll tell you some of them. Uh, and I'll tell you like the the story behind why I haven't seen it. Okay, very uh, good. As I get to it, some of them are going to really annoy you, but there are reasons behind it. Like, okay, a lot of times I won't watch a movie that is based on a book that I love. Okay, uh, fair, fair, fair. But there are exceptions where sometimes the book is better than the movie. And some of the, the time, some the of these, and you'll and I'll I'll give you this one specifically. Uh, it was I watched it once when I was a kid, and I didn't watch the whole thing because it was boring to me as a kid. Yeah, you were and stupid. I just never went back to it. Okay, okay, so let's go. So number one, this is one I just outright have never seen because I've never watched it. Okay, Schindler's List. <sighs> That's like a little bit of a heavy movie to talk about on this show. Yeah. Like I feel like I would give it to you, be like Schindler's List, like dude, it was a ten. All right, moving on. Like, <laughs> like you can't discuss it because that's not some lighthearted shit, man. That's I a fucking know. heavy movie. All right, but it's regarded as one of the best it's, movies ever. So it, it, it is. It's, um, it's a brilliant movie, but. Whew. All right, number two. This one's going to annoy you, but it's it's one of those things. Like I said earlier, I've ne- I I love this book. It's one of my favorite books of all time, A Clockwork Orange. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen a clockwork orange? You goddamn motherfucking cunt! Fuck you! God damn it! Either. Fuck you too! <laughs> you would love it, and I know you'd love it. I read the book too. The movie's fucking great. It's the fucking Kubrick thing. It's like if you read The Shining, you love the book, and you could love the fucking movie. You don't have to be Stephen King about everything, you goddamn fucking asshole. Give me your next movie. All right. Uh, now, this one is uh, I love the director. I love his main body of work. I've just never seen this one. And I know it's a classic, American Graffiti. Okay, okay, fair, fair. Uh, Fargo, just never watched it. Oh wow. Okay. All right, this is the one from when I was a kid. I watched it and I couldn't get through it because it was boring to me as a child. God, you're gonna be so fucking mad at ET. Wow, you've never seen ET. I what? watched it when I was little. I was like, Fuck dude, man, that, I never watched that piece of shit that, movie. Okay, first off, great movie, and it made me love Reese's Pieces also. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Reese's and it's the worst Reese's video game of all time. All right, this is one that you've hyped up just so much over the last like right. 15 years. Let's hear it. And I just never got around to watching it. The Prestige. Oh my God, you haven't seen the. That, I, that was the first movie I gave Ralph on this show, too. Yeah. Damn, it's Christopher Nolan. So, okay, next. Uh, the Shawshank Redemption. What? what? You've never seen no. Shawshank? Yeah, just, that's the best movie. Just, just never got around to it. Dude, it never got around. It's, it's only been number one on IMDb for like 20 years. It's not as good as Biodome, but it's good. <laughs> All right, uh, next. You can say Biodome. <laughs> this, one's, this one's annoying as a big Arnold fan. Uh, I've never seen the original Total Recall. I've never seen the Colin, oh. the Colin Farrell one either, to be fair. Okay, they're going to say that you've seen the Colin Farrell uh, one, but not yeah. the Arnold one. He comes back um, and he's like, yeah, Colin Farrell's version kicked the shit out of the room. This one is funny because we talk about it a lot. Uh, and because we, we compare another movie that we both love to it. And I'm always like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Heat. <sighs> oh, that's a good one. 
He oh, that just upset me. That might upset me more than even Clockwork Orange. Can did. I give, can I give a, a pick for next week for both of you <laughs> for a movie? Yeah, yeah, sure. Bad Lieutenant featured. Oh yeah, well, uh, yeah, dude, I love that fucking movie. Okay. That's a fucking right, classic, yeah. dude. That's a fucking great movie. Fucking uh, phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, dude. All right, what's next? All right, and this last one is a Nick Cage classic. Okay, that I just somehow have never watched. Which one? Con Air. You've never Whoa, seen Con Air, God. dude. <laughs> Holy I think, I think shit. I out of the whole list, like, I'm not mad at you for all the... Because I, I haven't seen half the movies that you've seen, but... Sure. Like, I'm not mad at you for anything except for Con Air. Con <laughs> Air, I'm a little, I'm a little pissed so off at you. So, I'm... Okay, like, I'm, I'm mad about Clockwork Orange because you like Kubrick on yep. top of it. I know you love the book, but you love Kubrick, too. He... I'm disappointed with you in because, to me, that's the best... One of the best, like, maybe the best crime movie ever made. Um, Prestige, I know you love Christopher Nolan, so I'm more surprised than anything else. I, I mean, actually think that's the only Nolan film I haven't seen. And, I mean, I, it could be a situation where, you know, like, I lend you the Prestige Blu-ray, and you don't watch it for five years. No, and then Bob. I And then I never get it back. Oh, that's right, that was Bob, and he still has it. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, American Graffiti, you not seeing that doesn't surprise me. It's a great movie, but it's not one that I even go and revisit that often. What is like, that about? I don't fully know how to explain it to you. It's George Lucas, though. It's like pre-Star Wars George Lucas. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's it's good. It's Got Ron Howard in it. it. I do think it's a tad overrated. Like it's good, and it was like the significant like coming of age kind of movie. Yeah. Especially at that time when there weren't a lot of those. But like Shawshank, you not seeing just by accident is really surprising. You not seeing Total Recall is really surprising. You and how you love bad action movies, not seeing Con Air is like stunning <laughs> to me. This guy's seen the every catalog of Fast and Furious. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you still haven't gotten. Seen Fast Nine? Uh, no, I still haven't seen Fast Nine. Yeah, good. I'm waiting to go with my family. Um, yeah. <laughs> all, all I know is that one of my friends saw it, and he's like, "I didn't see the previous four, but all I know is they just shot a Nissan in the space." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "All right, uh, okay." So that's a good list for me to work with for a little bit. Very good, very, very good. Um, Manfro, I didn't get any congratulations from you on my Tampa Bay Lightning winning the Stanley Cup, oh, repeating. Yeah, they, they're back to back. Yeah, man, it's it's really cool as a long time, you know, lifelong Tampa Bay Lightning fan and hockey expert. I, I remember you said that Are you going to get some of that uh, some of that game winning ice uh, Bud Light? I already ordered uh, a couple of the Stanley Cup champion shirts and everything. You know, when I met Manfro, I actually introduced him to a lot of like hockey players, mm-hmm. and I told them like he was like, I think I like the Rangers. And I said, you know, you should go with a team that actually wins Stanley Cups, like the Devils. But Or, you know, I think my team is going to be good in the next few years, the Tampa Bay Lightning. And he decided to go with the Rangers. And how many has my team won since the Rangers last won a cup? <laughs> yeah, thank you. So, um, uh, I, you know, if you ever had, have any questions about hockey, Manfred, just let uh, me know. Thank God you're here. <laughs> and, I, and I'll come to you for baseball. <laughs> How's your spin rate? Yeah, it's great. As good as Garrett Coles? Yep. Yeah, what, what do you, so Saturday he faces the Astros. If he can't get up for the Astros and like give you a good outing, then I then then we have a real real problem. Like right now, it's a, I'll say problem. I'm not I'm not as worried about him as I am Chapman. I'd be so embarrassed as a Yankees organization, I would just shelf him and be like, oh, he's getting time to Jones. Well, I would say I I think that's what they should do with Chapman. Just come up with a mysterious injury. Girardi did that with him with the first year he had him when he started sucking for a little bit. Oh, he's got um some shoulder soreness and he went on the IL for a month and then he came back and he was dominant again. Um, but, you know, if Cole can't, because he left the Astros on bad terms on top of it. He was pissed that he got pulled from the game for Verlander. Um, if he can't get the energy up to go beat the Astros and he gets knocked out before the fifth inning, he's got to go at least six, right? <laughs> you would hope. Like, I, I just don't know. It's just, 
I figured he would, he, like the first couple starts after the whole thing happened, he was good. Not great, not dominant, but he was good. But since then, uh, he's got to reinvent himself. And there's been, you know, lesser pitchers than him that have reinvented themselves and have long careers. The Yankees were doing good, and then I just listened to the car ride. Make, they made it 4 nothing in Seattle. Dude, they were getting one hit by the fucking Mariners pitcher no one ever heard of. Yeah, they, two guys on base and with an eight. Dude, uh, the Yankees are the only team above 500 that hasn't pulled off a sweep this season. Yeah. They haven't swept anyone. Like, and it's just it's the you've said it a few times. Like, the, there's no energy to the team. It, I, I don't I don't know really where to pinpoint. It's like it. when you take a ragtag, like a ragtag group of guys and put them together, and like when the Yankees done it the last few years, it's worked. And like they they've gotten excited. There was like guys they rallied around and yeah, and shit that was going on in the in the dugout that you see Boston doing, putting the guy in the cart and pushing him down. The yeah, dude. like they're having fun, man. They're fucking and, and, and even the Mets. You see and I'm not hyping up my own team, but the Mets the same thing. Yeah, guys, they're, are you, they're they, having fun in the dugout, and that's like one of the biggest things. And, and the Yankees, like you look at their dugout, there's no life. It's like Joe, looking at Joe Torre whenever he coached, but like it's just a whole team of guys doing that. Yeah, yeah. except Torre was able to like he just let the players. He just drove the car. He was yeah, like, yeah. "You guys don't don't bite each other, and I'll drive the car." I used to ask my dad all the time. I was like, "Why is Joe Torre so upset?" He's like, "My dad's like, no, he's just the greatest coach of all time." <laughs> Dude, you know it's like uh, think back a couple of years ago when fucking uh, Ronald Torres and fucking yeah. Didi Gregorius were on the team. Didi's, Didi's always sending out those stupid fucking tweets at the end of the game with all the emojis, but like people fucking loved it. Yeah, well, it got you know, the, it got Todd the, Frazier was there with the fucking thumbs down. It got the you got you like you said a little bit of a ragtag thing. Guys that were cast offs on other teams like Didi. Austin was spiking yeah. the fucking second base. Dude, you had Francisco Franci- Francisco Cervelli was a bulldog back yeah. there. It was when Gardner was still good and he had an attitude. They didn't re-sign Brett Gardner expecting him to be playing center field. I think he's played more games this season than any other Yankee, Brett Gardner. Yeah, probably. I, I'm pretty sure. No, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, it's time to move past this guy. And then Hicks is out. Hicks is batting like fucking... Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just, there's something there that I can't really pinpoint. And um, they, uh, uh, well, I think it was SI or the Athletic did an interview with the person that's like the head of the Yankees analytics department. And I read it and I was like, oh no, this is really, really bad. Like he, they asked the question about if they make, um, if they hand Aaron Boone his lineups every day and he paused for 10 seconds and was like, no, Aaron can make the lineup. Like, that's you looking for an answer. Like, yeah. that should be quick. No, no, Aaron does his own lineup. Or you say, yeah, we do it. Like, you pausing is like, what should I say? The fact that the an- head of analytics with a baseball team got a fucking four-page athletic article is a problem. Like, the, the they're, they're so corporate and buttoned up, and there's just no actual, like, feel to the game when I watch them. The, they lead the league in outs on the bases. They lead the league in double plays, all by very wide margins. And, you know, like, a judge has 20 home runs, but what does he have, like, 52 RBIs? Because there's no one on base. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? And it's Sam, like that year that Granderson hit all those home runs on the Mets, but had, like, fucking... Yeah, but he was batting leadoff, so that's a diff- there's a big difference there. But there's a, there's a thing, like, when I see the Yankees, like, the way the lineup is constructed, you don't have a true leadoff hitter. Like, DJ LeMay, who should not be a leadoff hitter, in a traditional lineup, he's your three-hitter. You put Judge at four, because he's a fucking power hitter, and Stanton at five, or flip them, whatever you want to do, depending on the matchup. But Stanton, he can't hit anything but bad pitching. And that's what they seem to do in general. Just a bad, maybe that's been them the last couple years. And there was a, uh, another GM that said, or a manager that said, we've had the same scouting report on how to pitch to the Yankees for eight years. Yep. Doesn't matter who it is. And now it's even easier because they don't have any lefties. Yep. Like, get a lefty I know, bat. I know MLB's getting away from small ball, but like, 
they got to do something. Like they got to start playing small ball. But yeah. You know, you can't you can't have Aaron Judge button. I understand that. Of course not. Of course not. But it's just fucking ridiculous. They got to do something. They got to spark. Well, it doesn't even need to be bunt, but like play a hit and run. Yeah. Like people forget with the early Tory teams, they played small ball as the Yankees. Like they were doing hit and run. They were stealing bases. And they like, were going first to third. Every lineup could bunt. Yeah. Yankees. Yeah. I'll honestly, say that. Dude, like, and like Jeter would come down and lay a, lay out a bun. The guy had like the best average. Like Posado could lay down a bun. Yeah, they, there was, and it's not even again. It's not always just bunting, but like in the game today, they had first and second, nobody out. Then it was first and third, nobody out. Stanton, believe it or not, tagged up and took third on a fly out, and they couldn't get a runner in. Yeah, like because the approach is just oh the three run home run, and the analytics say that if the team that hits the three run home run wins the game, I think like seventy six percent of the time. So rather than make contact. And, you know, get the ball and play. That's why, like, the Royals, when they beat the Mets in the World Series, and that wasn't, like, an all-star Royals team, but they put the ball in play every single time. And the reason they did that is because they knew the Mets were defensively uh, deficient. So they said, let's make them make errors. And that's what they did. So why don't you force the other team to make a mistake? When you strike out every time, that's not going to happen. I feel like every Yankees game, and it's not just the Yankees, it's across baseball, 11, 12, 14 strikeouts from a team. And it's just they, they don't have any soul, it feels like. And Boone's going to fall on the axe for it, probably, if they miss the playoffs. And if they don't fire Cashman, you're just going to get another fucking well, person in there. what's going to happen. James Dolan's going to buy the Yankees. <laughs> and he's going to clean house like he did with the Rangers. Oh, dude, he's going to hire Isaiah Thomas. Yes. And then the Yankees <laughs> will start winning again for a little bit, but they'll never win the big game. Yeah, I don't know. how. obviously isn't George, but he, he did an interview a couple weeks ago. And he was like, you know, you guys always say, like, you want me to fire someone. People forget when my dad fire, ha, fired 16 managers in 20 years, we had one World Series in that run so it didn't didn't necessarily work yeah. but you expect more from me but you know this manager has won 100 games in his first two years he's made the playoffs three straight years and he isn't wrong the players are underperforming but the approach that they're being taught from the minors down isn't right right these guys are coming up not knowing how to run the bases and then you're, they don't have the fundamentals. Like, when's the last time you saw them actually steal a couple bases in a game? When's the last time you didn't see Stanton get thrown out going first to third? Like, there's just a lack of baseball IQ is what I'd call it. And it's just not a fun team to watch. And usually, and I, I, you know how much fuck, I watch the fucking Yankees all the time. They're a fun team. Down 4 nothing, you think they're in it. Down 5-1, you think they're in it. Not this year. Down 2-1, you think <laughs> the down, game's over. They're down 3 nothing, and I like, listen to the radio, and they're like, Oh, you can't, you can't you, win games without people on base. And I was like, that's, that's baseball, Susan. Yeah. Did you hear his fucking yeah, his fuck up I, last I night? Heard. So he judge hit a home run in what the first inning, I think, a three run home run, and then it's like the fifth or sixth inning, and then Sterling's talking, and he goes, and Judge drives one deep to right field, back at the wall, and she's gone. Uh, and that Susan's is, trying to stop him. Susan, you hear Susan go, John. no, John. No. Yeah. Uh, that is on the replay from his home run <laughs> in the first inning, Susan. Uh, which I and I and Susan was right after. It's like, yeah, imagine if we were there because it's ridiculous that yeah. they can't be there. Yeah. You know, it's at this point, like, really, we have to. I have to watch, and you can see the difference between your home production quality. And the away team's production quality. Like, some of these fucking shitty franchises, yeah, they don't even know where to put the camera sometimes. They fucked up the, the fucking Nathan's hot dog eating contest this year. Well, that, I don't know what the issue with that was, but I was... Caitlin was like... God, I just said her name, whatever. Landlord was like, dude, you need to calm down. You're scaring the animals. Because I'm like, motherfucker, shit! Because I watched... I love the Nathan hot dog eating contest. Too. And, like, with two minutes left, it's like... I, I got so mad at one of my friends because he bet against Joey Chestnut. He took the field, which was, like, 
plus 1100 and he's like dude i bet you know 10 bucks i'm gonna win you know shit ton of money and i'm like fuck you you bet against america motherfucker yeah. like i like it when they were like right before they interviewed joey chestnut they're like how does it feel to be such a big part of like the nation's most important holiday and he's like i'm just a guy who eats hot dogs dude <laughs> I, and, you, and then you look at him and he's fucking ripped yeah. like it doesn't make any sense i'm going back to the baseball quick have you guys been keeping up with the trevor bauer stuff at all and what's uh, going yeah, on with a that a little bit a little bit he, he forced himself into a girl anally <laughs> I, that's part of it yeah so it's not funny the way he said it was funny yeah the way he said it the, 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 the forced sodomy is not the funny part <laughs> um the way he said forced sodomy was funny so um i read the athletic article and they have all the the, the screen the pictures of her in the hospital and whatever it looks like it was a consensual hookup where they agreed like we're gonna have some rough sex now what she is and i have to preface this by saying allegedly She's saying that he choked me unconscious with my own hair and then sodomized me. And then there's text messages where um, he apologized. Like, yeah, I went too far, yada, yada. And then there was a second hookup where she ended up with a facial fracture, um, choked out again. Uh, I think she had, uh, like, bruises on her ribs and on her ass and whatever. So I guess the question here is becoming, you know, what was agreed upon? And there's apparently phone conversations where he is incriminating himself to an extent, but there's also text messages where she was clearly into the idea of rough sex. But the question, you know, if he choked her out and then sodomized her, it doesn't matter if anything was consensual before that. If she's out cold, it's rape, right? right? Well, what a girl's got to do in this situation, that girl, if she really wants to stand up for herself, is don't fucking settle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Send well, him the fucking prison. Well, the question, so in California... It wouldn't be a case of civil suit because it's in the district attorney's hand right now, and they're determining if they're going to file criminal charges based on the evidence. He's been placed on MLB administrative leave. Um, I don't think he's going to pitch again this season. The Dodgers already, uh, thank God, they pulled back his bobblehead night. <laughs> um, could you imagine the ordeal this would be if he had actually signed with the Mets in the offseason? This would have destroyed your whole entire season. Yeah, it would have been a fucking it would have been a fucking disaster. That would, that's expected. Something's gonna happen with the Mets. You would I, I keep waiting that for the other one Walker. I heard he just well, when the, girlfriend. No he didn't no Jerry's familiar. You know what's gonna catch that. up with the Mets? What? When they have to start playing all their fucking doubleheaders. They've already done that. They only have they have they have one on Saturday, but they don't have any others coming up. Yeah, but they're they're what? They're forty three and thirty five? Yeah. Yeah. They've played the same they have the same number of wins as the Yankees, but mm -hmm. Yeah. I know. Like at it's, least five less. You would think so, but you got to remember it's only seven innings. Like, and then you get an extra guy in the seven inning yeah, doubleheader too. That's true. So it's like, yeah, you say that, but I was telling Manfred before you got here, they played forty less innings than any other team, and that's because of the amount of doubleheaders they've played. Eight seven inning double headers this season. That's crazy. Yeah, it's fucking wild. Like we get fucking rained on when we're home, and the Yankees don't have any fucking issues with it, except when they played the fucking Mets. Yeah. And uh, but um, yeah, the Bauer situation is. Uh, I the article. I am not definitively saying anything either way. I mean. Rough sex is one thing. Two consenting adults, but, you know, if he... We, it's like American Psycho where he has the hookers and he starts fucking biting them and killing them. Well, uh, I dated a girl that was like, you know, she... We we started hooking up and things went led to... I eventually would go to her house in Long Island and hook up with her. So this girl was uh, doing her uh, thing for a medical school. Okay. Like, what do they call that? Residency? Doctors? Okay. Residency. So she was going to different hospitals, and so I was like... We hooked up and everything was good, no complaints. And then maybe like the second or third time, she's like, 
You know, you can be a little more aggressive. Okay. Like, I see it's there, but like you're 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 pulling back. You're holding back, yeah. And I'm like, well, like, what do you like? Guide me through, walk me through it. I, I'm I'm open. I'm game. And she's like, uh, you know, when you choke me, really fucking, you know, go for it. No, there's women that are into that. So yeah. like maybe her third or fourth time into it, I'm fucking. She's like, choke me, like fucking, like she slapped me in the face. She's like, and then I fucking got into it. And the next thing you know, she's like turning blue, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, uh, she, she like are she you like, incriminating yourself? She like tapped, and I was like, oh shit, like that was a little too far. And the winner by submission. <laughs> and then, like, it's after, all over. After that, she wasn't like so like gung ho about me choking her, and I was just well, like, well, that's the line when it comes to really rough that's sex. Like, the, like you know, getting rough is like sometimes you're drunk. You get well, that's why they say you need the, the the safety word, right? You yeah, need it. Yeah, pineapple. <laughs> um, you need a safety word there because. It, you don't know, like, they say they like it rough, and the next thing you know, like, you're, you're choking them blue. And in this situation where, you know, the thing that's probably going to be used in defense is that, like, if it was so if it was so rough the first time, why don't you call it a second time? And to that I say, we don't know what goes through people's head. Because if you like getting beat up in sex, there's something, you know, you, listen, rough sex is one thing. But getting beat up, there's something not wired right entirely. Well, like, in, in his position, right, you're somewhat with some kind of... Uh What's it called? Uh, athlete. Athlete. Fucking public millions figure. of dollars. Power. Yeah. Power. Public, public figure. Yeah, you're like a public figure with a lot of power and a lot of money. million dollars a year. You're in the 1% of the fucking country. He has uh, white privilege. Got white privilege. Got, got it all. <laughs> and like, you know, this they have sex or whatever. They have a good time. Sure. He invites her over again. And she, he's like, listen, we're going to do like the same shit. She could just say, oh, well, I felt like since he's such a big influence, like... Like, oh, you're talking about the power dynamic, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. yeah, like the Harvey Weinstein kind of stuff, where it's like you feel like yeah. These guys don't realize it. They think they're just like everyday Joes, and they go on their streaming. Suits you're not when you're famous, shit, but man. When you're, when you're famous, you're held to another, a higher standard, and everything you do is watched. Yeah. So and when I become like the world's most famous influencer, what are you going to influence people to do? Everybody, I am the number one influencer. What are you going to? What do you influence people to do though? Everything that I want them to do. I'm the fucking number one influencer. Says the guy that fucking you say thirsty boy to him, and you can pour drinks down his gullet. (laughs) I am the number one influencer of the world. So are you Trevor Bauer? Do I need to talk to your fiance? When I I am, I know that (laughs) if I, you know, step out. That we're gonna sign some contracts and shit, dude. Dave Chappelle had it right on Chappelle's yeah. show. Do you remember the the fucking consent form that he had? Yep. And uh, check there for anal, and she's, <laughs> uh, he says uh, oral. Huh, I'm gonna do you too. And, <laughs> yeah. and then uh, the, the Kobe with the fucking condom. Yeah, well, that's the thing is that the fucking that's the kind of shit like Jeter. Jeter fucking kept all of his shit. Oh yeah, dude. When they came into the house, he had a fucking box to put your cell phone in, so you couldn't take pictures. And he gave him a gift, the gift basket with the with sign, signed with cheese, fruit, and a signed baseball. <laughs> yeah, Jeets. Dude, if I go to fucking buy Derek Jeter baseball on fucking eBay, half of them are going to be from broads that he fucking tag teamed. <laughs> um, so shifting to another sports controversy thing that's happening right now is uh, the whole Rachel Nichols thing that's going on. Yep. If you kept up with this at all. Who's that? She's um, the broad on uh, NBA all the time, red hair, cute. Hold on. If I show you to her, she's on NBA Countdown all the time. She's on The Jump, I think, on ESPN. Yeah. Oh, my God. That show. That's I don't watch it, but fuck. if you see her, you'll recognize her. Like, I never, like, I, I'm, I'm a, like, big uh, believer in B- BLM and stuff like that and all this shit. Her. But when they, when you're watching The Jump, right, I used to like to watch it. Do, like, you know who she is, though, right? Yeah. 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 When I watch basketball, because, like, I'm not a huge basketball, but I like to know what's going on in the West Coast sure. and shit. And, like, because the Knicks are always bad, so I'm always looking yeah. at, like, what other teams are doing. Um... 
I, I used to watch that show. And then yeah. all of a sudden, it just became political. And it was like, like literally 20 I minutes. I come to this I, to escape. I, I counted 20 minutes one time of them talking about shit that has, was totally unrelated to basketball. And I know there's a, like a lot of stuff in there. Huge um, it, it's, advocates it, for it and stuff like that, but like I turn on ESPN because I want to zone the fuck out. I want to see some highlights. I want to see some bloopers. I want to see the. I want to see like what some shit con- talking, yeah, the controversies that are going. Some on. Uh, bad calls in games. Exactly. I want to see that shit. So but there's nothing like that on ESPN anymore. No, it's one thing if like something significant happened and you can't not talk about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like players walk out or they kneel. Not, they don't even the kneeling. I said from the beginning, don't put the cameras on them. And this is not. This is a mitigation issue and they could do whatever the fuck they want um but with nba you know and espn i mean rather is that it became you know it becoming influencers where it's like we have an impact beyond sports and i was like listen if you want to do that that's fine like if that's your thing but you can't act shocked when people tune out in droves people go to sports to escape and that's not to say that sports haven't always been a platform for social change you go back to fucking jesse owens and Nazi germany the guys that um the two black sprinters that won the olympics that held up the black power fist yeah, jackie cool. robinson there's been a number of these things throughout the years but i think that and it's just doesn't just espn this is news in general Tell us what happened. You don't. I don't need you com- talking about it for twenty minutes about your opinion on it and why you think they're right. And it's always why they're right. You can't disagree on these things. Report the news and let people make their own decision. That's not what ESPN does. So this is what's happening with Rachel Nichols, and it kind of goes into what you were talking about. So ESPN was trying to make their broadcast of the NBA countdown, NBA finals, uh, more diverse, and they wanted to bring in Maria Taylor. Okay. Um, and they basically, Rachel Nichols, someone recorded her in a private conversation or meeting where she was saying, like, because of your crappy record with diversity, which I've felt as a woman, I'm not losing my job to that. I've been doing this. She's been doing MBA for, what, 15 years now? She's 47. Yeah. Um, and she, so someone recorded that and leaks out that I'm not losing my job to diversity. I personally took it as, like, just because you guys have fucked up for so long, it's nothing against her, but why am I being punished for this? Yeah. And the problem is she isn't being woke enough. She's not stepping aside well, she's for the cause. Too, yeah. That's well, that's the thing. She's not. She's not being. She's not being an ally enough. So that happened. She got removed from the NBA Finals, and she hasn't been on the on the jump since then. I don't think. And then some other <laughs> rumors and innuendo come out that she's. <laughs> She was banging Jimmy Butler in the bubble last year. Nice. <laughs> Mind you, she's married. And yeah. um, and, and listen, it, she probably but, wasn't. But it's probably but just hearsay. That's, and what, that's the thing is that like, people I, can I say, choose to believe it. Yeah, people I want can to believe. say <laughs> anything that they want. You know what I mean? But like now this shit's coming out. Now that she's like, you know. Oh, they, they, well, yeah, dog pile, diversity. dog pile. And then like, you know, that's the bullshit that goes on. And. Think about when she came in, right? And like she had to make her way. She had to know yeah. her shit. She had to know every and, stat of every. And this isn't player, even a woke thing. This is being a woman in sports media ain't fucking easy. And it it isn't is easier now, but back then, forget 15 it. Fifteen years ago was a fucking way different time. War zone. Ten years ago was. Yeah, and you think about like Susan Meredith and like all the shit that like all these women anchors and stuff. Dude, even and I don't have to like her, but Susan Waldman, Kim yeah. Jones, same thing. Everybody like they you that Meredith Morakovitz on yes yeah oh yeah sure, her Don't balloons <laughs> like uh, Aaron Andrews all the shit she went through yeah and stuff and Susie Colbert like all of them. Wait, with Joe Namath yeah like, I won't kiss you like but that's the thing they, they these women the team is he's a classic classic quarterback but, he's a more of a passer than a thrower yeah. <laughs> these women like set the fucking groundwork yeah for other women to work their balls off and shit but now they're gonna like you know now people are coming in and like 
Well, well, I'm, we need to be more woke. Yeah, you never. Yeah. This, that's the problem with the whole fucking the the. Listen, and I'm I'm for most social causes. I mostly just stay out of them. Like it's not my fucking business because it doesn't really affect me. Stay out of the way. I'm fucking good. Don't bother me. But she is right. Like because ESPN and Disney and all them, they've been so bad with their what they want to do now with diversity is that they're gonna punish someone who did nothing wrong, who's been very very good at her job all these years, to to hit the quota. And that's basically, to me, that is almost as racist where they're looking at the black person as the quota. Like, look at all the black people we have here. We're hitting our numbers of, of diversity. Look, we have a black person, an Asian person. It's like the Chappelle white guy voice. Cut the malarkey. We need more diversity. Yeah. And it's always white people making the decision on top of it. Yeah, yeah. So the innuendo comes out about Jimmy Butler based on very stupid things. Like, the first one was that they're in the bubble last year that there was a noise complaint coming from his room that it was a thumping, like thump, 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 thump. And so he's a basketball player, so... So he's hung. You can't, uh, you can't assume that he's dribbling a basketball. Well, he went up, they, went up, they went up to his room... And they said that they answered the door, and he was in his like his uniform, and he was sweating, and he said, "I'm dribbling a basketball." That turned into, oh, he was having sex with Rachel Nichols because someone brought up a video where um, Carl Anthony Towns this season says something, yo, Jimmy, call Rachel or call Rachel Nichols or something. And then they brought up an interview where um, she said something like, uh, are you going to win game two? And uh, he was like, you know how I feel about that. And, and she's like, how would I know that? She's like, you know me, Rachel. Like, it's like a flirty interview. But if you see any interview with Jimmy Butler, he's like that with fucking Skip Bayless. Yeah. Like, he, like, I think of Michael J. Fox and Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> with the fucking boots yeah. when he dro- opens a soda on Larry. <laughs> that whole fucking episode is so funny yeah, with right. Michael J. Fox. But it, it's just crazy to me. Like, so this woke mob, right? Woke mob, they they force out Rachel Nichols because she wasn't woke enough and what she said was racist, but in the context of what she said, she was right. And now the woke mob is what what they call slut-shaming her, right? Even though there's no actual proof she did. I hope it is true. And she's she's thick as a motherfucker. 47 Kruger. She's thick. She's thick. So um, so I I just think it's crazy like uh, that that's a fucking big news story that they spent hours talking about on the news. Yeah, well... Let's talk about uh, Sherry Richardson. I actually have that here, so I don't. Uh, I I don't think that's her actual name. The Olympic athlete that is uh, not allowed. I, I know who you're talking Shari. about. Yeah, Sherry. Yeah, Richardson. We'll just call her. Um, so she is not with the Olympic team because she tested positive for marijuana. Thirty days before the Olympics. Thirty days before. Uh, I t- actually no. She would be able to compete based on the the clauses if they if chose she to was bring good her enough to play in the relay. Yeah, I I don't know. I first off. I fucking hate the Olympics. I don't watch the Olympics. It's already, they just told everyone, I think they might actually get canceled still because they just told all fans that they can't come because Tokyo um, COVID cases are on the rise rapidly. So cancel them again, please. I don't get, the, the Olympics are fucking, they, they're such fucking bullshit. So this, this is, I'm just going to put my hot take on this sure. fucking whole thing is that like I've seen so many posts and they were like, let's stand with her and like, yeah, okay, do what you got to do. It's a different time. And they like I saw this one person post that's in our group group of yeah friends. Jeremy yeah and it was like have that same energy you had with uh, Michael Phelps and I was like Michael Phelps lost fucking millions and millions of dollars he lost his Kellogg's deal yeah. he lost all these endorsements he lost everything because he 
got caught two months after the Olympics, and it wasn't even like he got. It was caught. like a picture from college it of him a, smoking yeah, a bomb. It was a picture of him on the front porch. No, no, I think the picture was taken two months after the Olympics. Yeah, it was something that and, was. And he felt, he admitted to doing it, and then he lost all of his endorsements, all of his sponsors. But people are like, "Oh, we'll have that same energy." Well, he didn't do it thirty days before. Like this guy knows the rules, right? And everybody who's Girl. a big athlete. Knows the rules. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, so can I make a counter argument? I just thought about this now. So, yeah, he lost all that shit, right? Yeah. He got it all back. Yeah. Because he won Olympic medals. Yeah, because he went back and he did the right thing. Yeah, well, he went back, but he had won them already to that point. Yeah. He was already, you know, established. But he lost now, out on the world I, championships. That I completely he- agree that she, no matter what, she knew the rules. Now, the question is, is the rule antiquated? I think we all agree that it's a fucking it's stupid, stupid. It's, it's stupid. a stupid antiquated rule. I think that it should be a case-by-case thing where in this particular circumstance, you know, look at it and be like, all right, like, we're going to remove you from this one race you were going to do, but you could do this one kind of thing. Like, I think it should have been an internal punishment, rather. Because I also don't trust the fucking doping people that do this. It's the same people that let Russia win all the fucking gold medals. Like... Russia, to, like all the other... Uh, what do they call those things? Countries. Countries. They all follow <laughs> the same rules. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, but and, no, they don't. Like, we know that they don't. They've been caught after the fact. She got caught before the fact. And what do and, they do? They strip the medals and they give the... the and then they're, not, they're not allowed to compete, but the, the, my point is, like, I... I have the biggest issue with it that they still... If they said that you can't do recreational drugs, and she did it, fine. But they say they're classing it as a performance-enhancing drug. Well, that's like, that's, th- that's the problem that I, I have with it overall. Now, ultimately, she knew the rule, and I'll say this with everything. It's just like a uh, Jimmy Uso just got arrested for DUI again. Yeah, his and, third time. Yeah, he's like third time when he's in a main event program that's drawn their fucking highest ratings. He's a fucking idiot. You know the fucking rules. Like, yeah. it, it's... It, you, you can afford a fucking Uber. Now, she knew the rules about smoking weed, and she wasn't smart enough to go ahead and get some fucking clear and flush it out of her fucking system. So it's I think that comparing it to Michael Phelps is fucking stupid. I think that you'd have a much better case if you just said, this is ridiculous. Yeah. It doesn't need to be compared to anything exactly. because I don't think it is comparable to anything because she's a young kid who smoked weed. And I saw some people saying, we can't act like she just decided to smoke weed after her, just because her mom died. And I'm like, what does it fucking matter? Yeah. Like, who? It, it, that's the big problem that I think that side, the side that is defending her is having is that no matter what we do, there's going to be a racial overtone to it, whether it's yeah. against her because she's black or for her because she's black. There's a racial overtone to it. And I just, the way I could tell it sometimes, I just click Facebook comments and I could see the woke people defending her and the racist people going after her. Yeah. The people are calling her a junkie because she smoked weed. I'm like, are we really, what yeah. year is this? Is this Reefer Madness? So, so one of my <laughs> other arguments that's, that had nothing to do with the Phelps thing is that, sure. like, uh, I, I was, when I was 18 years old, it was, el- like, in the contract that I signed, there yeah. was a thing saying that they're allowed to drug test me. Sure. My shop steward, the guy who's the overseer of the job, says, take that part of the contract. It's a separate piece of paper. Rip it up because they legally can't drug test you. And I was like, oh, okay, that's sweet. So then I could smoke weed when I first started as a sure. Dog. That all changed like maybe six or seven years ago where a guy in our union, he had overdosed on heroin in one of the bathroom stalls. And it wasn't a good look because the fucking of course. super found him. Yeah. And they had to call the ambulance and get him down and do Get him Narcan. Yeah, ev- evacuation and shit. 
So then everything changed. And the company was like, all right, no matter how strong your union is, we're drug testing you motherfuckers. Yeah. And now it's like a thing with all the trades that well, a yeah. company is, at their discretion can, they drug test new hires and they are allowed to do random drug tests and they're allowed to drug test you if an accident happens. Well, unions are generally getting government contracts, yeah, right? So, That's why. So now, like, I had to change, like, my whole lifestyle. And I didn't smoke weed a lot, but, like, yeah, if but someone ever, put a you're in there, like, face, oh, I'm going to party, I'll hit this. Yeah, I'll hit the fucking blunt, whatever. Yeah. But then now, like, maybe seven or, yeah, seven or eight years ago, I just basically stopped. And, like, I would pick and choose when I would do it if I was yeah. going to do it at all. Because, like, I've had scares where, like, someone's like, oh, hit this. And then, like, maybe 20 days, 25 days later, they're like, Oh, you got a drug test, and I was like, I smoked, but that was months ago, and I was like, Oh shit, it wasn't that long. Ago. Yeah, and it's it won't go out of your system as quickly when, if you're not a regular smoker. When I fail a drug test, a random drug test, or uh, like say I fucking got someone killed or someone hurt me or sure, something like sure. that, and they drug test me, I'm de- I'm terminated right then and there, and it's not like, oh well, you know. I had a lot of shit going on, like my dad died or my mom died, and I yeah. smoked some fucking weed. They're not gonna. No, they're not gonna. There's gonna be no excuse for it. There's gonna be it. no excuse. No one's gonna be rallying behind me, and it's like I knew the rules. I smoked. I, I fucked up, so, and I've had friends lose jobs, and like I, I know believe guys that who fucking lost their livelihoods. And I think the the problem here is that you know with what you're talking about, I agree that you know you have real life ramifications if you fail a drug test, but you're also talking in an area where. You are dealing with government contracts, and that's ultimately what they're worried about losing. Just like people we know that well, are. What's t- the fucking Olympics? What are they fucking? It's not like by? It's, it, but our it, fucking money. Our, but what else is supported by our fucking <laughs> money? And when it's it's legal in all these different states, including the state where she smoked it in, and it's not even a thing where it's you know infrastructure. You're working infrastructure, dude. She's an entertainer. Yeah. Like that's the big thing, and the fact that you are you get you would get punished for doing drugs on your job because it is a performance decreasing drug. The Olympics are calling it a performance enhancing drug. No one has ever gotten faster after hitting a blunt. <laughs> no. And I, I agree that while this is the rule, she should have known it and she's got to fucking take her medicine. I think we can all agree the rule is fucking stupid. And that it didn't need to get this fucking far. And I don't think it needs to be this big fucking cause. I don't think it has anything to do with race. It would have just as easily been a white guy that tested positive. And no one of course, even fucking hear about of it. course, the dialogue that's happening. Listen, the reason, other reason is because she was, she's been viral. She's considered yeah, the yeah, fastest yeah. woman alive. Like, if you watch the videos of this bitch, she, it's fucking crazy. And, like, you know, the, the cynical people will be like, is that a fucking dude? So, yes, of course. You probably. <laughs> if she is, she's hotter. No, um, I, 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 saw that, I saw that there was uh, the, the... Camel toe? I don't know how to... The transgender person competing? Ch- trans, trans person? Yeah, she <laughs> is a woman and was born a man. Yeah, that's... See, that to me is a, a, di- a different conversation. That's a much harder conversation. It is. And it, it's only hard because people refuse to hear any side other than... Oh, well, she is female. Because, and listen, she's female. She's female. That's how she feels. But, they, you know, there, there's other sides to this that, you know, like taking uh, estrogen, testosterone, all these things that if you were born a man, your bones are denser, you know, like you're, you're naturally stronger. And But no, because she's a she, which I am not arguing, you have to eliminate all the other factors to it. So I'm not going to say what my personal feelings are. Sure. But I will say that um, the many of the people that are for full, complete, total transgender rights, yes, which is fine, yeah, 
are the same people that say respect science. Yeah, that's that's what that's what's funny about this. There's and this is the problem. <laughs> with, this is the problem with all these fucking the the social issues and and it's not just transgender. It goes to things like drug testing and um, black and white and, and gay, just gay people in general. Is that you have to just take a side and you can't allow any little bit of nuance to a conversation. It's it's this way, there's no other way, it's it only this, rather than looking at things in individual circumstances and indiv- individual factors, yep. when this started, when this happened, this person, that person, why it went like this, it's, no, you're wrong and you're a bad person, or, oh my god, you are a fucking ally. Yeah, but then don't I, I, don't I, contradict yourself. Like, that's my yeah, whole thing. Like, that's you what this say, is. Like, if you want to say, like, hey, okay, you don't want to get a vaccine, you don't want to wear a mask... But you should really listen to science in this particular situation, oh, in no. this particular situation alone. Listen to Dr. Fauci, and you're fine. Well, you know, there's a lot of these people. I know people that they like using um, uh, the, the fucking the really disgusting race science to say that black people have lower IQs, so that makes them more dangerous. So that's why crime rates are this, this, and that. Yeah. But they'll ignore science and other things. Mm-hmm. It, that's the thing. And, but they'll just as easily say, well, you ignore science on this, this, and that. I and have I'm, an answer. Sure. So the Olympics, they want to fucking, you know, this, that. Get rid of all, get rid of women's and men's and make it one universal fucking thing. Oh, God. Thing. <laughs> well, I'm telling I would you, love to see I'm that. I'm telling you. <laughs> you know, just uh, fucking do it and then see who's fucking there. Well, I, we know, I, we, no, well there's a reason fucking, there's a WNBA. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, get rid of that, too. Get rid yeah. of WNBA. Get rid of women's division and fucking MMA. Fuck it all. Yeah, let, let's let, <laughs> let's let Amanda the best, New- I wanna, the best gender, you could be whatever, you could be a fucking unicorn. Nunez versus Gregor. Yeah, let, 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 let Nunez <laughs> fight Gregor. Connor. Yeah. Well, Gregor, that, that's like, that, idiot. That's that's the, fucking weak chin. This is the crazy thing is that, like, people, like, they're like, well, W NBA should be paid more, and I'm like, uh, why? All the dollars in the NBA come from fucking uh, ratings and advertisements. And all exactly. Have and you ever watched a WNBA game in your life? Okay, better question. Do you I've know anyone? It, I've seen it with like passing through channels. Have okay, you but ever you watched know, a okay, WNBA no, game in here's, your life? Here's an easy, a better question to really determine how many people don't watch it. Do you know anyone that sat down and watched a WNBA game? And if you do, is it more than five people? Colucci. <laughs> Yeah. So, okay, so here's the thing. I will watch college women's basketball. Yeah. College sports too. are different. College sports are different. Uh, college women's basketball is those highly those entertaining. Those UConn teams and shit. Yeah. yeah and, was, and they're supremely that. talented, amazing coaching. There's, it's like actual, there's value to what I'm watching on the on the TV. There's one women's sport where I actually am like, I, w- I think they should make this a professional thing. Dude, softball's fucking cool. Softball's like badass. The pitching is badass. I like looking they, at their dumpers. Yeah, Dude, they, women, they, women's tennis is fucking intense. Women's too. tennis, yeah. yeah. It's but when it comes to, no one no one watches no one watches the WNBA because it's the same exact game without the physicality, without the athleticism. Yeah. No, no one cares. Like, why am I gonna watch and well, it's somehow, Dude, it's a it's a headline. less interesting than college women's basketball. I don't I don't get how they Because it's you're it's a school thing. No one cares about WNBA teams. They're not long established like you have in the NBA. You have long established teams and you have young teams there's an established culture and history there and then you go to the WNBA the biggest headline they get every year is when someone dunks like it's a headline deal like oh my god she dunked twice in a game he's like yeah not the rest of the year Brittany Griner was like the the best like a Women's basketball player that like gained hype for college because like she was just a free yeah yeah it's just uh, I she's so good she should play in the NBA yeah, I, I, not disagreeing with you. I mean, like, remember when they were talking about Ronda Rousey fighting Floyd Mayweather? I'm like, stop. Like, yeah. of course, listen, if they did it in the UFC and she got a hold of him, of course, she'd probably be able to armbar him and put him on his back. But 
If he hit her once, it, it would be a disaster, public relations-wise, yeah. and for her health. Well, that's what I'm saying is, like, you know, everybody's so fucking, like, oh, well, I... Listen, I'm I'm 100% against, like, someone who was born with a cock to I'm, eventually switch over and then... You're against that? I'm, I'm a... No, I like. I like no, I'm not saying I don't like no, trannies. You're, you're, you're saying you're against trans discrimination. Yes. Okay. No, 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 no. That's not what he's saying. No, what I'm saying is like. But I'm sure he is against trans discrimination. <laughs> I'm, I'm, he just said he loves them. Uh, yeah. No, it's cool. Um, but the thing is, is like I'm against the whole like a guy like if you're I born identify, a male, if I you identify as a woman, so now I'm gonna go fight up like I'm gonna fight women. So interesting, interesting thing. Uh, this guy is. Sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. I just I just misgendered. Uh, this woman is like a fucking albatross, right? Okay. Uh, because they're one of the uh, first, most well-known male-to-female transgenders. Sure. And that's uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, sure. Caitlyn Jenner famously was Bruce Jenner, yeah. an Olympic gold medalist. Wheaties, American hero. And not too long ago, maybe within the last year, Caitlyn Jenner came out and said, all right, there, there's places where the buck has to stop. If you were, if you transitioned from being a man, you should not be allowed to play female sports. Yeah, and I think that um, specifically while you're still taking the fucking steroids that are allowing this transition to happen, it, it's, it's a, listen, and the problem is, is that we're worrying too much about feelings and ignoring the science of it. Because, and listen, I think that the big thing with science, and this is the thing that liberals don't really like doing, is acknowledging that science is ever-changing. And that's why it is science, is that the process can change. That's why people on the right don't like acknowledging things like what climate change is, and liberals have to make it so dramatic. You, you can't say that, yeah, climate change is real. I just don't believe that it's as human-made as the liberals like saying. It, I mean, Al Gore was telling us with it. When did the Inconvenient Truth come out? Like 2003? That like by that. 2011 we'd be underwater. Well, we're still here, douchebag. Like, and that's the problem also is when you get so much money tied up in things. Everything a fucking cause and this, this, and that. I'm saying but, one division for everything. But like when it comes to Caitlyn Jenner, she is a trans person, right? Trans individual. Says this, now she's transphobic. Yeah. So what are we doing? Yeah. It's, and this is the problem with wokeness in general is that... She very specifically got... Canceled yeah, for that. Yeah, I, I think that she transitioned because she killed that woman in the car accident. And wanted to use the excuse of being a woman driver. <laughs> <laughs> um, Why you couldn't transition into Asian? <laughs> <laughs> Asian woman. Um, yeah, I mean, I might skip that part. There, no, we're, it's fine. Um, it's it, stop it's Asian just, hate. Stop Asian hate. Stop yeah, Asian it's, hate. it's it's. Alan, li- Alan's one of my best friends. He's, he'll be at the wedding. Who the fuck is Alan? He's Korean. Uh, he's Korean. <laughs> he's he, he's from uh, Warwick. All right. Um, so, yeah. Um, going back, uh, I agree with you that she should have been suspended. I do right, think that the, the, the rules should I'm change. Uh, so here. here, okay. Number here's some one influencer in the world. <laughs> All right. Did you guys see the? Tra- You're gonna feel a lot of DMs did, did, over this. Did you? Yeah. Yes, I know. Did you guys see the trailer for the Kurt Warner movie? No. Chris Pratt playing him? No, Zach Levy for who played Shazam in the the DC oh, movie. Oh, okay, I can see that. No, you can't. No, you got to see the trailer for this. Is it, that bad? it looks. So Anna Paquin plays his wife. Okay. Who, oh, Rogue. <sighs> yes, Rogue. Right. It, dude. Oh, it look. First off, if they were gonna do a movie about a quarterback, maybe get an actor that looks like they know how to throw a football. Like he's dropping back, like he's got a load in his pants. Like Kenny Powers throwing a baseball. <laughs> yeah, like dude, it's it's 
probably worse than that. Like, and the whole thing just, like, he wins the Super Bowl with the Rams, and one of the scenes they show, it's like, we did this together for our family. This didn't happen. I saw that Super Bowl. Dennis Quaid is playing the fucking head coach of the greatest show. Yeah, of Yeah, Dick Vermeil. Dude, I can't. I, I remember when I heard they're making a Kurt Warner movie. I'm like, I would see that would be cool. When I heard they were making a Kurt Warner movie, I'm like, that's cool. That's one of the coolest stories in NFL history. A guy that was literally bagging groceries, and of course, the first thing in the trailer is showing him in the supermarket throwing a bag of chips like a football. I'm like, come on, like that's a real life NFL Rocky story. Is Kurt Warner? Yeah. Like when you think about it, I love Kurt Warner. Legitimate Hall of Famer. He had a second career with the Cardinals on top. Third career really i think you could do a francis nagano movie right now you probably could but then you'd have to end it with dana white being a cocksucker yeah i can't believe they're doing that to francis nagano did you hear about this josh no so francis nagano heavyweight champion just knocked out stipe four months ago to win the belt ufc's greatest champion ever was stipe and he fucking floored him and looked great in the process stopped the takedowns uh took a huge punch from stipe and then knocked him out right after uh, he's been champion for four months, and the UFC is already making an interim heavyweight title fight for August. Why? Because he said he wouldn't be ready for August, but he could fight he re- seven weeks later in September. He requested a month off. Yep. Because he wanted to go to his home country of Cameroon, take a month off instead of like training immediately. Yep. He wanted to take a month off, bring it back to his home country, and like show support and donate to charities. And yep. Shit. And Dana White's like, I ain't got time for this. Let's make it. And it's also because he's spoken out about how much guys are getting paid in boxing and whatnot and all the fucking stupid boxing matches. So Dana White is trying to force his hand. So now we're getting an interim title fight of Derek Lewis, who I love, fighting, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, How do you say his last name? That was uh, Balls is Hot, right? Yeah, my Balls is Hot. Uh, Gagne? Uh, what, how do you say it? Surreal Gagne? Yeah, Surreal Gagne. Um, and who is a good fighter, but his fights are not super exciting. He He's surgical. He'll probably pick Derek Lewis apart from the outside for five rounds. And yeah, win it. Well, I, I see, like, you know, people don't know that Derek Lewis is a good wrestler. Yeah, he's well. The thing is, he's he not. Can he, get up. he can, but he. What, if you can hold him down, is a problem. But Gagne's just going to jab him to death. And yeah. Derek Lewis's only shot is the obviously the haymaker. And he looks great. He's been losing weight. This should not. And then Gagne just said that he was told he just beat Volkov right in the main event of the fight night. He was like, and this actually almost became an interim title fight. So Dana White was ready to do it even a month before that. So like, you have a chance here with Francis Ngano, a legitimate. Heavyweight superstar. Like, I love Stipe. He was not a superstar. He wasn't like this he big. Was my superstar. He, but he wasn't a draw. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, he was my heart. And so then you get the, the, the biggest money fight you can make. And the only fight I think outside of Conor McGregor that would be able to almost sell out AT&T Stadium is Francis Ngannou and John Jones. Yes. And now there's plenty of people that think John Jones is just hoping that Derek Lewis wins the title because he doesn't want to fight Ngannou. I think that John Jones is definitely an opportunist. I do not think he's ducking by any means. I think he's legitimate about saying, pay me $10 million minimum. Yeah. And Dana White saying, you'd be happy with your $7 million and shut the fuck up. We should, we should be making more because that's the fight that would get 100,000 people in AT&T Stadium. Yeah. You could, and they, dude, you put Connor on that card too. You put Amanda Nunes on that card. It'd be the biggest fucking fight ever. UFC 300 and like, it, that honestly might be what's at UFC 300 well, Brendan, next summer. If Brendan Schaub actually... Oh, no, 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 no. I will not hear anything good about Brendan Schaub on this show. I fucking hate Brendan Schaub. I heard I I saw a thing today. I follow his Twitter account that posts clips of Brandon Schaub and Tito Ortiz saying dumb shit. And Brandon Schaub said on his show this week, if Dustin if uh, Conor McGregor knocks out Dustin Poirier this week, it'll be the biggest accomplishment in MMA history. What? 
That's what Brendan Schaub said. So please, you want to quote Brendan Schaub now? No, no, no. I'm just saying <laughs> he has he has some shit. Yeah. Possibly. And about, if, about what? If it, if it does about Dana White, he he's come out and said that like he's got some dirt on him. And I, then another guy in that's friends with mutual parties said that Dana White backed off real quick when Schaub said that. But so this is what I want to happen: someone to out Dana White and see who comes to his side. Because I bet half the fighters would be like Dana White was good to me and this and the other guys who got like you know kicked out of the fucking scraps. Uh, yeah. The scrap guys that yeah. you don't hear about, yeah. the guys that fight three times and then you never hear from them again. Correct. I want to see what all those guys have to say about Dana White, and it'll be very interesting. I think if someone, I mean, wants the, to the biggest thing you hear from fighters about Dana is that once he's done with you, he just goes radio silent. Yeah. It, you don't hear like I, I and the, the truth is now, but with Dana White, and it's I, I have to be serious here is that. Dana is really one the guy that's just kind of making the fights. He is more of a spokesperson than anything else. He because it's owned by Endeavor now, kind of like Portnoy with uh, Barstool. He doesn't technically own it. He's just the figurehead kind of thing, yeah. which also puts you in a position where if you fuck up, they could force you out very easily. It's not yours anymore. Um, I I don't really understand it uh, why they would with Naganu and you've been clamoring for a heavyweight star since Brock Lesnar. Like you've been clamoring for one. Coors Light. Coors Light, because Bud Light won't pay me nothing. Um, <laughs> I, I don't get it. But in other UFC news, um, I was really hyped to see that they're working on Nick Diaz and Robbie Lawler too. That's gonna be awesome, dude. That's it, everything. That it's, is everything. It's so funny that if this is what it is, because you're talking, you could bookend their UFC careers in a lot of ways. Where oh, yeah. they were both so young the first time they fought. I think that fight was like 2004. Nick knocked him out. Um, it was a crazy fight. It was the first time that Joe Rogan goes, Nick Diaz is talking to him. And Mazzagatti, I think it was Mazzagatti, said no talking during <laughs> it. Like, literally, he's like, I don't think that's a rule. Um, so he knocked him out. It was a great fight. Um, the first one where people were like, oh, shit, this Nick Diaz kid. Um, and Robbie was the, the favorite in that one. So they've both had these really kind of opposite careers since then, but similar in some ways because Nick had a, a big lull for a while where he kind of sucked, lost to KJ Noons and the suspensions and yada, yada. And Robbie had this horrible run for a while. Then he becomes UFC welterweight champion, had a really good run as champion, hasn't been very good since. It's the per- This is who legends should be fighting, other legends. Yeah. I don't want to see fucking Robbie Lawler being put in there with some 26-year-old young buck who's slated to be a champion just to make him look good. Yeah. I hate that shit. Uh, the stepping stones thing, that, that, that that's, it actually makes for some of the better fights. Yeah, it can, it can be great because you can see the medal of the guy, the, the young kid with inexperience fighting the crafty veteran. Well, like you see the guy like Michael Johnson, he's always like a stepping stone. And then all of a gatekeeper, sudden, gatekeeper. Yeah, all of a sudden, the gatekeeper fucking knocks off like five wins in a row. And then you're like, holy shit, this guy should be fighting for the belt. You mean like Donald Cerrone? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They're the perfect gatekeeper. Yeah, and, and then like even Dana White said, like, dude, I've given you a lot of chances to win like on top. And now and you're losing worse and worse like, every you time. You more fight, and I yeah. love that. I love knowing that, like, okay, this is Cerrone's last fight, and like see how he does. Because you know that he's going to fight in another promotion after. Yeah, I know. That's all of them now. I know. It's, dude, it's, I, I, I hope this isn't true, but I, I think it is that who Fedor's fighting. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I heard that he is uh, in in contract agreement right now. Do you know who he's being looked at to fight? I don't know. Jake Hager. Really? Jack Swagger. Oh my God! If Fedor, uh, I'm I'm making a declaration right now. I'm dead serious. <laughs> will fucking destroy if, him. If he beats Fedor, I will retire from watching this sport. Okay. I I can't. I I'll hold you to that. I, I, I just kind of like, like come out and trip and then fucking just break his leg. <laughs> I just gagged thinking about him losing a Jack Swagger. Oh and listen, God. respect to no, him for actually going to do the sport and trying out MMA. Like serious respect to J- Jake Hager. He can't beat Fedor. 
I, I think Bellator should sign Brock Lesnar and get Brock Lesnar to fight Bobby Lashley, <laughs> and the winner of that fights Jake Hager, and then the fucking winner of that fights with Fedor Emelianenko, <laughs> and, and then then the winner of that fights Sergeant Slaughter. Like, yeah. what are we doing? Uh, fa- Greg Hardy. <laughs> Greg Hardy. Yeah, Greg Hardy's fight. So, what? Want to get into the fights this weekend? Let's get into the fights, John. Right. What you say, motherfucker? Well, okay, I mean, this is gonna be the time. first fight I I've watched like seriously in years. Are you coming to my house? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you invited him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You invited, you invited me right after a thirsty boy. Yeah. <laughs> Right after. Okay, so UFC 264 this weekend. Are you bringing the the landlord? The wife. Uh, wife. Probably not. I'm coming from work. Okay, what about you? Uh, landlord will be coming. Don't know if she'll stay the whole time, but being so close, if she needs to go home, I'll just drive her back and okay. go from there. Um, okay, so UFC 264 this weekend. It's actually a pretty good card when I'm looking at it. Um, so the fir- uh, I'm, do you want to just go fight for fight here? Let's do the let's start with the prelims. Okay, so I'm not doing all the prelims. Yeah. I'm going to do the names you know. I'm happy that Ryan Hall's coming back to fight. I'm okay. a huge fan of Ryan Hall. He's the one that tapped out BJ Penn with an uh, Achilles lock in oh, like yeah, 30 yeah, seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phenomenal grappler. Hasn't fought in, I think, 18 months. Uh, he's fighting. Uh, li- he's been doing grappling competition, so I don't think ring rust is really a factor here. Um, he's fighting. Uh, I don't know this one as well. Uh, Laya Taporia, uh, who is uh, the favorite, actually. Um, so I don't want to give like a solid prediction on that one because Who's I, the for? Do you get, you I don't I don't have that up in front. Of you. I could find out um, while you're looking out, but you've seen Ryan Hall fight a few times. He's one of the best. Gra- I mean, listen, BJ Penn's washed up. He got knocked out in a street fight a few months back. I don't know if you yeah, saw that. that he got fucking floored by that. Actually, it wasn't even like. Uh, he got just dropped a little bit. Not like that guy from Bellator who fucking knocked out that drunk guy, dude. That like, was good. Oh, 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 Joe Schilling? Yeah. Oh, dude. Well, Joe Schilling's a legit kickboxer. Um, so the guy that Hall's fighting doesn't even have a Wikipedia page, so he oh, ain't okay. that legit. Um, so let's go to uh, actually this fight I like. Nico Price against Michael Perea. Yeah. Um, Perea's going to do a backflip. He does. So, Josh, this guy Perea. Like there'll be a, his opponent will be on the ground, like on their back, waiting for him to come to the ground, and he'll do a fucking backflip trying to land on them with his legs, like his feet, like chest first. He does crazy shit. Yeah, he did this one time to this Canadian guy, and he came out and he did like backflips before the fight. And this he does Canadian, this white Canadian guy, like, and this guy Pereira is like really good. He's got a lot, very this athletic. Canadian guy took him to the fucking trenches. And yeah. Picked him apart and made like because he does all he does all this explosive shit that's really flashy him because he was trying to do kicks off the cage and he exhausted and he, himself and he exhausted himself out and this this white dude from I forget who that was but whooped the balls off and I loved every second of it because I like the cocky shit but like when you're doing stupid spin house heel kicks and fucking dumb shit off the cage that's when I draw the line like you're just well what about like when it, it's obviously different when it was like Anthony Pettis oh and well, he that was, was like one of the best fights ever leading up to that moment where he threw that fucking cage that cage. still might be the single most like. Whole, like holy shit matrix moment I can think of in the sport ever. Like there's a there's a, a video of that like of, of like people in the crowd with their camera phones. Dude, and, like that the camera phones do more justice than when you actually just see it live. Like when you see like the replay on the TV because like you're just watching in the arena. Everybody's like on their feet already, and then he jumps off the cage and kicks a guy square in the head, knocks him down, and the whole fucking place just erupts. Yep, dude, I remember just my jaw dropping when I saw yeah. that because it was a that, that was WEC. Right? That was WEC. That fight was two rounds apiece in the fifth round, and the fifth round was close to that point, and yeah. that won it for him. So, uh, Perez fighting Nico Price, who's a really, really good yeah. fighter. Um, Perez actually the favorite here. There's some good really? money on Nico Price because Nico's. Uh, I, I would, I would, I would put some money down. On I, Nico. I think Price will win a decision because as long as he cannot get baited into the crazy shit, he should win. So I'll take Price in that one. Okay, this fight, I'm always excited for this guy. Um, Max Griffin's awesome. He's a really, really good fighter. Yep. Fighting the natural-born killer, Carlos Condit. 
OG man, motherfucker. He's in the wing. Yeah, he's definitely up there, man. I mean, he was he's been doing it forever. Another guy, WEC welterweight champion. Uh he dropped George St. Pierre with a head kick when he fought him. Yeah. Um he he's beaten a lot of good guys. He beat Nick Diaz. He's a guy like Carlos Condit, it's like no matter what he does, like you can't hate it. You can't hate him. He hasn't been well, there's a lot of Nick Diaz fans that hated him because they thought he fought Nick safely like he didn't get yeah, go to Lynn yeah. which it was a, a smart game plan um he hasn't really been the same since he fucked his knee up against Tyron Woodley remember when he shot him for the yep, takedown yep, yep. and that kind of ascended Woodley to championship yep. uh, status um I I love Condit he is not his last fight was really good but he has not looked like the same kind of guy he's older yeah. he doesn't have much left and Max Griffin is a fucking dog uh I think Griffin's gonna hurt him here yeah honestly all right, uh, I love Sugar Sean O'Malley. Um, yep, yep, yep. Skill set's crazy. He had a better fight, but the opponent had to drop out. So this guy's making his UFC debut against Sean O'Malley on short notice. Um, Chris Matino, I read a little bit, or Matinaho, I think his name is. I read a little bit about him. He he's, uh, doesn't have a great record, but they say his fights are crazy. Yeah. He's got power in his hands, uh, can take a punch. But O'Malley's skill set, barring injury, is wild. You, you've seen it too when he fights the well, way he. I like when O'Malley actually went into deeper rounds. It wasn't just like the, the one punch KO. Yeah, yeah. Off and stuff. And I, I wasn't a big fan. I wasn't thrilled. You, I remember going into his last fight, and then you were impressed with him in that yeah, one. Yeah, after I saw him actually fight like a, like a couple rounds, I was like, get a couple rounds under his belly. Like, okay, this and he didn't is get, really good. He didn't get shook. He his. I worry about him because he's had the leg and foot injuries. Yeah. Reminds me a lot of Dominic Cruz, who his yeah, legs were yeah. a disaster. And you look at him, he's got these fucking tiny fucking legs. Yep. But there's no denying, his, this dude is wild. His his movements are great. He's got he's skinny, but he has that crazy power. Hard. Yeah, that starts the main card. That's fucking awesome. Um, there's a chick fight. Right? I don't know either of these broads. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, the next fight, former... One fucking division, former, I'm telling you. Former division rival yours, Greg Hardy, oh. fighting Taya Tavosa. That's um, gonna be a fucking yeah. This dude, he's a big fat Samoan, like almost like Mark Hunt used to be, and he wins and he does a shoey where he drinks a beer no, out no, of his. No, no, he spits in the shoe first, <laughs> and then they pour a beer in it and he the... he chugs it. He's a bad motherfucker. His fights are always crazy. He could take a punch. He has iron hands. Greg Hardy hits hard as fuck, but he's done some shady shits in his fight. Um, remember the first one? He hit the illegal name when yep. he started gassing. The other fight, he won, but they overturned it because in between rounds, he was using his inhaler, which you are not allowed to do. Yep. Um, he has to cut weight to make heavyweight. He's missed weight a couple times. He's a big motherfucker. Um, if he doesn't get a knockout early, I think he's in trouble because he's going to wilt. Well, I watched his press conference, and I watched it probably 15 minutes more than I should have. <laughs> but a guy that's fucking dripping confidence, I was like, this guy's talking about trying to fight Deontay Wilder. He's like, Dude. he's like, there's nothing. He's like, these guys had nothing for me. He's like, if I, I'll fight Deontay Wilder after I beat this guy. And I'm like, he's saying because to it, the, the guy he's fighting doesn't go to the ground and lay on people. No, he and wants to strike. He wants to stand up with you. And this guy's got kicks, and he's sneaky with his kicks. He's hit a guy, a couple guys to the body that almost crippled him. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, he's coming off a loss too, Greg Hardy. He yeah. lost his last fight. He took the short notice fight against Volkov, where I gained some respect for him because yeah. that was a legit step up in competition. Um, and, and that Tua guy, if he beats Volkov, he might be in the fucking title contention. Yeah, except he I mean? got his ass kicked for three rounds. Yeah. But he listen, he but I'm stepped just saying, up. If he was to win that, sure, fight. sure. Um, I think he's going to lose this one pretty handily. I think he. As, I, I think if, as long as uh, Taya survives the early rounds, the early onslaught. The longer it goes on, the more it goes against I was, Hardy. I was watching the press conference, and then like halfway through, I got the uh, the New Zealand or the Australian reference, and yeah. then I was like, 
He's not fighting the shoey guy. Like, oh, fuck. He's fighting the shoey <laughs> yeah, guy. Yeah, dude. He's probably going to get Dude, smoked. literally, he would go into the crowd and let a fan dump a beer in the fucking shoe and well, chug it. <laughs> what I love about the like the like guys like Greg Hardy. like Oh, like, the domestic violence. No, yeah. Oh. I love that, too. But, the, it, hey, he wasn't convicted for it. Um, he just got suspended from the NFL for it. But he didn't get convicted, so he's he's allegedly. Yeah, the guy said, don't settle before about Trevor Bauer. <laughs> don't fucking settle, women. If you want your equal rights... You're going to get your equal lefts, too, but don't settle. <laughs> I'd rather a few equal millions. Yeah. Get your... get No. Get the money afterwards when you write a book about it or something like that. About the my life getting beat up by Greg Hardy. Yeah, but, like, don't settle. It's like Sully's book. No one cares until he crashed the plane. Because, like, how much money Greg Hardy had, right? And he must have paid his wife off. Oh, yeah. He had to... The, the settlements that these NFL players get would, like... That's life-changing I... money for someone who's, like, picked off the streets. And I'm not trying to say... A lot of them come from inner-city situations. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, like, like Tyreek fucking was in, a, was in college and pushed his pregnant wife down the stairs. Yeah. Tyreek Hill... It's, now I love watching him. This guy fucking goes up you can't nine like him. feet in the air. And he's 5'6". Lands upside down and Sam's like, is that the guy who pushed his pregnant wife down the stairs? I'm like, yep. yep. And he I, just got me I'm a not, lot of fantasy. I'm players. not supposed to like him, though, as a person. Exactly. But, but as a player. What it's I like, like the art and the artist. Like, the, what, but, dude, Thriller's still a great album. Doesn't make OJ any less of a running back. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is, is that I love seeing these guys that like... Like a, a NFL athlete. A rag to riches story. No, but I like seeing these guys, like, and then comparing them to UFC fighters, because these guys are just natural athletes. Yeah. Like, I always said, like, if you take, like, the biggest, strongest bodybuilder and put him on the NFL line, he might be able to make a block or two, but he's going to get gassed. Like, you know well, it's also the, the, the classic thing, like, um, you know, you could take Mike Trout and put him on a football field. He could probably make a catch, make a play, yeah, make yeah. a guy miss. Yeah, you but could you're take, not going to have a long. long no, but, but you could also take. You know, I'll put, take Mike Trout, put him on a basketball court. He'll drain a three. Who's the best athlete in the NFL? Let's just say Christian McCaffrey, right? Yeah. Let him try hitting a 95-mile-per-hour fastball. So like, <laughs> no shot. So, like, the, the NHL has enforcers, right, guys who are basically yeah, there Scott to, Stevens. to protect. No, Scott Stevens is a cheap <laughs> shot and pussy. He ran away from fights most of the time. Okay. But he had guys like Danico to have his back. Hall of Famer. But uh, anyway, he fucking. <laughs> more rings than King Henry. <laughs> yeah, well, a lot of guys have more rings than him, especially the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, know. baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, like, the what the NHL enforcers would do, they were like, oh, our careers are done. What do we do to make money? They had gladiator battles they called them where they would just go into the center of the ice and just have a, f a fight hell and yeah I'm like i think that like a lot of these like athletes i would love to see if they had like the tough man competition like they used to do sure sure where you take like two nhl players and have them fight mma like i would love that and a lot of them would love to do it like evander kane is like a, yeah yeah his dad, his dad was like a boxer and he's also bankrupt now but <laughs> he's like a boxer and like he wanted to fight the, one of the paul brothers and the paul brothers like who are you Dude, yeah you're evander you, kane you, you play for the small market san jose Sharks. there's no like, money in fighting no money you. for you all right co-main event good fight gilbert burns fighting for the first time Love since losing to kamaru uzman Against Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, Steven Boy big Wonder fan of both of them. Stephen Thompson is actually the favorite in this fight. As Stephen of this, this Boy afternoon. Wonder Thompson, I just Stephen said. Boy Thompson. <laughs> Stephen Boy Wonder Thompson. I'm just a Stephen Boy. <laughs> Wonder Thompson. Um, really good fight. Uh, Burns really has to have a better showing because he was a major letdown again. And listen, Usman is fucking unbelievable. Yeah. Like he, I think Usman is on a track to be as good as but GSP. People, people remember the knockout. 
Gilbert Burns was holding his own. In the he was doing okay. Fight. He the problem was when Tyron Woodley switched stances on him. That was it. Fight yeah. over. Are you like, mean Usman? Yeah. U- oh, when yeah. Usman switched stances on him, that's the thing. Usman, his fight IQ and his adjustments are second to none. Yeah. You really can't compare. Now, fighting a guy like Stephen Thompson, there's going to be a lot of switching stances. Yeah. Um, how patient are you going to be? I think. Honestly, my pick would be Gilbert Burns is going to wipe him up. I'm going to say fuck you, and I'm going to take Stephen Thompson because I I think Burns, his problem is he is impatient in his fights, and with a guy like Stephen Thompson, it's like fighting Lyoto Machida, where if you rush him, he's just going to pick you apart from the outside. He'll pick you apart from the outside, but Gilbert Burns, like... He oh, he hits like a Mack truck. Heavy fucking hands. He does. If he gets but him in range or gets him on the ground... That's the problem. Can old. you hit him? Yeah. Yeah, that's the problem. All right. Now, the main event of the evening, um, probably going to be the highest grossing pay-per-view of the year, barring Ningano and Jones happening. Uh, Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor rubber match. Uh, I wasn't too hyped until the last few days when I'm watching both of them and I'm seeing a different swagger in both of them. I, I feel Connor, he looks better physically. Dustin looks super confident. When you see, you know what, with a guy like Connor, when you watch interviews with him, you could tell when he's got a different kind of like motivation going on. And I see that in him now. Like he looks like way more driven in this case, that it's not just it. He's a guy that might do better coming off a loss, like when he fought rematch Nate yeah, Diaz, yeah. like where he doesn't like getting embarrassed. Yeah. And the fact that he went back to his old camp and cut out, you're not seeing any of the crazy, flashy shit. The like he was, noodles. yeah, you're not <laughs> <laughs> playing touch button in the park. Yeah. Um, I, I'm super hyped to see this um, because, so I rewatched the second fight last night. Okay. And it pretty much was exactly what I remember. Connor was whooping his ass in the he's, first round. He was, he was, he was, and Dustin said it himself. He needed to land one more clean shot, and I was done. And Dustin was, or Connor was picking him apart. But the thing that Connor did that I hated, and he's kind of had an issue with since you know the Mayweather stuff, is that he's becoming a boxer. And yeah, he's probably a better MMA boxer than most guys. Like you could see that he has a natural fluidity about footwork and angles and head movement, but. Standing like a boxer in MMA, what do you leave out there to get destroyed, Manfro, that Dustin did? His legs. His legs. And sure enough, in the first couple rounds, I was watching it with Taylor, and I was like, I was like, Dustin's landed a couple of those calf kicks. Even though he's losing this round pretty handily, you got to watch that. And Connor did nothing to check him. Nothing to check him. It's the same thing Nate Diaz does, too. Nate Diaz gets destroyed with kicks when he fights. <laughs> and then he points and, at the guy after he has him hurt. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And <laughs> so... Um, no, so if, okay, so my biggest takeaway from this fight's going to be... All these fucking assholes on Facebook going... The people like who've never heard of Carlos Condit are all of a sudden going to fucking come out and be like, oh, yeah, well, you know, Connor should have did this, or Dustin Poirier should have did this different. It's like, shut the fuck up. You don't yeah. watch the sport. Dude, you haven't... Everybody s- becomes like a Monday quarterback, or whatever they call that fucking Monday, Monday morning quarterback. But yeah, everybody does that on Sunday morning, and like I, I, after the fights are over, and it's like, you watch two fucking pay-per-views. Yeah. You don't... This, you only watch Connor pay-per-views. Dan knows when this fight was announced, I was more upset... Yeah, and I've ever been like I was. Because so you wanted pissed. Poirier to fight for the title. I wanted, I wanted like Gaethje to be in there. Like I want, like everything's gonna work out eventually. But this is just holding up the division. And then Dana White comes out and says, "Well, whoever wins this fight, it's like fuck you." Like, yeah, well, get the title. I think it's. it's not, I don't even think it's just this fight. I think it was. And you're seeing Khabib is still saying it. Where he's like, Dana keeps trying to get me to fight. He was holding on to the belt, saying that he wasn't gonna do interim titles, this and that, because. Dana, being Dana, was convinced that he would get Khabib to fight again, and that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Khabib, to his credit, is holding on to his convictions. But a fight like this shelves a guy like Justin Gaethje, who, who lost to Khabib, but 
you know, on his way up was one of the most exciting. Yeah, he's, for sure, for sure. A, he's not a fucking guy who's got a. But 10, here's 10 the other problem, though. You got to remember that he just lost to Poirier recently too, so that's kind of on the record right there. And I think there's part of it, and this is what I said to you from the beginning. I was like, they offered Dustin another fight. He said he wanted Connor because, well, dude, he wants more money. You want that fucking money, dude? You're never gonna get a bigger payday than fighting Connor McGregor. It's just not not in the in the playbook for anyone. That's why you see fucking why is Kamara Usman calling out Nate Diaz for a title match because it's gonna make more money. Yeah, but Nate Diaz doesn't want to fight in fucking five years. <laughs> Legitimately, and he's like, oh, I'll fight him for the tail. Motherfucker, you should be fighting the guy that just beat him. Yeah, no, no, he beat, he beat Showtime Pettis. Yeah, kind of like, kind of like I think about like McGregor. I'm like, he hasn't done shit. Oh, oh, he shoulder fucking checked uh, Donald. That Cerrone. was impressive. Uh, it was impressive, but I was like, come on. Yeah, well, Con- Cerrone came into it deer in the headlights, and Connor rocked him with. Uh, but very- Connor McGregor's a top ranked guy, and there's guys yeah. in the division who actually fight like, yeah. multiple times a year. And this guy fucking well, takes so, his sweet okay. ass time and calls all of his shots because of what he did for the UFC. Okay, great, but I want to see the fights. I want to see the fucking fights. Okay, can I argue you about a contradiction you make often, and I do too. I think the problem is here is that we have two opposing view opinions, our own opinions as well, is that. We want the fighters to get paid more, yes. right? Yes. But when they get paid more, they get more leverage. And they can say, that, that gives them the reason, like, oh, I don't need to fight three times this year to make $500,000 or a million dollars if I'm getting a million dollar payday. Yes. So, yeah, we want the fighters to get paid more because ultimately I'm paying to watch the fighters. I'm paying to watch Dana White. I go to the fucking baseball game to see the players on the field, not Cashman, not Steve Cohen. I want to see the players on the field. So but You know what the baseball players have? Well, they have guaranteed contracts, and they have, they have a the players' MLB union. PA. So the argument here would be is that by doing something like that, you're going to get into a, a potential state like you see in boxing, which, yeah. by the way, Wilder and Fury three is postponed. Yeah. Um, because yeah. of COVID. Um, but uh, no, legit. It's because Tyson Fury's camp has a COVID outbreak. No, so um, so I, I I understand what you're saying, but I also see this is where we have to kind of take both our opinions on these things. On like we want guys to fight more, but we want them to get paid more. And Dustin, being the warrior he is, doing it as long as he is, he deserves the payday if he wants it. And if this is how he's going to get the payday, yeah, does it put the division in limbo? Probably no more than Dana did by making making Khabib hold the title when he said he was done, and then still trying to convince him to come back. There's other fights you could have done here. I think there's also the case of. I don't really like giving a guy a title shot coming off a loss like Gaethje did, where it wasn't just a loss. He got listen, Gaethje's great. He got smoked on the ground way worse than Conor McGregor did in two rounds. Conor lasted four rounds, yeah, and Gaethje, the wrestler, lasted two. Yeah, no, so but- there's there's arguments to be made on both sides, but the fact of the matter is. Connor's the money fight, yeah. and the guy deserves the money fight. It's a rubber match. That alone makes money happen here. So now the question is, how much different is this fight going to look than the last fight? I think that we might have like a five-round war here, which we know Poirier is good for. We've seen Connor do it with Nate. The second Nate fight was unbelievable. Unfucking believable. When Connor wants to, he yeah, I'm looking at the pictures of him compared to this camp, compared to the previous one, he looks trimmer, like he lost a little mass, so he's gonna have better cardio. I want to see him go back to his karate base when he's the kicks, where he's a little unpredictable, not just looking for the one punch knockout. You can fall in love with that. We've seen guys do that before, where they turn into headhunters, and it doesn't matter who you are. Um, I think skill set wise, Connor on the feet is superior. Dustin obviously is a more well rounded guy. 
right now, I'm, I flip flop like fifty times I'm, on this. I'm, I'm going to make. I'm going to go against what I want to happen, and I think that Conor McGregor is going to beat him at the end of the second round. Think he's going to knock him out at the end of the second round? No, the end of the second round. I think it's going to it's going to be a stand up. It's going to be a tit for tat. But I think that. Poirier is going to get frustrated, maybe going for a few shots, and when he realizes that he's not going to be able to take him down and he goes to stand up with him like he did yeah. when he finished the fight yeah. against him the first time, yeah. when he gets into those trenches again, it might not be the same McGregor. You Correct. You know what I mean? If yeah, he, well, it, if, it, the question is like... If, and if, if he makes it past the end of the second round, it's Poirier's fight. Yeah, I agree with that because um, Poirier doesn't gas. Yeah. Um, and listen, to be fair to Connor, he didn't fully gas against Nate the second time either. Yeah. Nate was fresher for sure, but he wasn't so worn out that he got submitted like he did the first time because no. um, he picks his shots differently. The, the kicks are the biggest thing here. Check him. Connor, say what you will about him. His skill set's undeniable. Yeah. And he's a smart fighter, generally. He's made a couple... You know, when he when he gets rocked or gassed, that's when he makes dumb decisions. And even if Connor McGregor loses, he'll still be ranked top 10. Um, I think that if he loses, he'll retire. You think so? I think so. I think legitimately he'll retire. Because at this point, dude, he just made, what, $250 million off selling proper 12? I think he goes and fights like, Jake Paul. That would be really bad. Well, he, first off, Jake Paul. Is, I, I wish Jake Paul would fight someone that isn't fucking doesn't have a forty pound weight advantage on. <laughs> like, come on, like, dude, he's a fucking natural two hundred and twenty pounds, Jake Paul, and he's fighting guys that fought at one seventy, and I'm supposed to be impressed? Fuck you. No, but Tyron Woodley's training with Floyd Mayweather, dude. How great would it be if Woodley does beat him? I can't talk about Jake Paul. I said I'm done talking about that cocksucker. <laughs> so you're taking Connor second round TKO? Yeah, if I had if I had a bet on it, that's what I would. Okay, say. but what I want to happen is Poirier to beat him in the third round. I want a war. I want, I, I want a war. You want a war, right? Yeah. You'd rather see. War. I haven't. I haven't like gotten hyped to watch a fight in a couple of years. But and, like this is a good fight see, to that's, watch. That's what I like. I like that. Like McGregor brings in fans like Josh. Yeah, and, like people he, that don't. You, Normally yeah, watch. You, Josh, know fun, you know what's funny? Josh isn't going to go to Twitter after and, and be like, "Oh man, no, here's my you expert know, it, opinion." It's, it's funny, uh, like hockey fans. You know, do. like I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> uh, I got like super into it. Uh, you know, when we used to watch fights back at your, sure, at your sure. parents' house, you know, your dad and Rob, and like we would make a giant fucking event out of it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, I like I was tracking. You know, I was keeping up with it. I was learning a lot. Yeah. And then I don't fucking know, man. Just something about John Jones rubs me the wrong way. That when he became the guy, I was like, yo, I'm not into this shit anymore. That was like me with GSP. When GSP became the guy, I was like, I don't see, like I loved that. I loved GSP. I yeah. was all about GSP, fucking Rampage, uh, Forrest Griffin, yeah, uh, that crop of guys. Brock fucking even Josh Koscheck, who I fucking oh, I hated. Fucking, but he had, he had some entertaining him. fights though. Yeah, and then, um, but he also some really and fucking Sleeven, uh, this motherfucker, fucking. Um, uh, Anderson Silva, you oh, of absolutely course. suck. Yeah, oh, that Ch guy. Chael Sonnen. Chael Sonnen. I, I dug all that shit. And then when, <laughs> when, when fucking... When John Jones became the guy, I just like I just I lost all well, interest. Well, this was it and then Connor kind of pulled me back in. Yeah, and sure, then sure. DC was there, and I fucking loved him because he was just so fucking good at everything he did. Whatever happened to DC and Brock Lesnar? Well, no, happen? because uh, because Brock couldn't do the uh, drug testing policy. Yeah, the, he he uh, was still on USADA suspension. The, the IV. Yeah, the yeah exactly. So. Um, I'm going to take Dustin by third round submission oh, right like now. Like right now. Right now. But come Saturday, I have a feeling I'm going to be like, and I've been watching the betting odds too. And Connor's like a nice underdog right now where I'm like, oh, you can put money on Connor and actually make something right now. Well, my friend Adam invited me to his house and he's like, yeah, you should come over to my house. And I was like, no, Dan, like, we had solid plans like a month ago. Yeah, yeah, we were like, we're like, watching he's this. He's like, oh, well, I got the new house. I might have my housewarming party. And I'm like, if you do that, that'd be the biggest cock move you, <laughs> you made. Because I already have these plans. Yeah, like, like, oh, well, if you if you come over, then we can use your ESPN account and buy it on your thing. <laughs> and I was like, you just don't have an ESPN account. <laughs> he's like, 
oh no and i'm like well you maybe you just go on hulu or espn and, and order it and order. and order it you can order it through hulu all right so yeah you're taking connor i'm gonna take dustin um let me see what else i have here um in really good news um this is a real um justice in america bill cosby's out of prison Release the little rascals. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Um, okay, so. So the, the little rascals, right? Bill Cosby owned them. Yes. And took them off all the shelves. Yeah, he did for a while because of racial things. Yeah, so me as a kid, I watched those with no hate in my heart ever. No. Except ra- for buckwheat. Yeah, no, no <laughs> racial anything, but I just thought it was just funny. Yeah, goofy, good, goofy silliness, silly good-hearted thing. fun. So, like, when. I found out that he took him off the shelves and stuff. I was like, oh, it's a part of my childhood that I'll never be able to watch again until it comes on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure, sure. Something that's like, that was really nostalgic to me. And there was some thing, memories that I have of the show. And they like, there's one where they get like a, a guy from Africa and he doesn't speak anything and he has like the, the bone through his nose and shit. And like thinking about it now, yeah, that was very fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> You're and right. You're it, right. It, it I wasn't crazy. expecting you to go there. And you know like, what? And, like, and the, the buckwheat shit. Like then it all comes yeah. to light, and it's like very fucked up. But like, you know what I'm thinking? We should we should write to Bo Burnham and ask if we could use "Problematic" as the new theme song for the oh, show. Man. So he actually watched it. He watched the full. Special. I know we were yeah. talking about it on Dude, Sunday. I, you texted me. and You're like. What's the gay Flight of the Concords ripoff you wanted me to watch? And I was like, dude, you're going to like this. Yeah. And he texted me like 20 minutes later. He's like, all right, I'm digging this so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You told me a whole story about how you wouldn't let Nicole leave. Until yeah. the <laughs> she was like, was like one more skit, one more so skit. I watched it with Sam on like a Thursday night. And then I was like, this, it was like I need to watch this again. Like, I'm going to watch this again on my own, regardless if people come over. Somebody came over and, and Nicole's turning 30. Like, <laughs> so like I was like, all right, Nicole, you have to watch. This is like the funniest shit, and like the white women of Instagram. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Thinking about Nicole. <laughs> like this is like. Not, honestly, it's not just Nicole. It's about no, ninety like, different women I know. Yeah. But so I was like, you just gotta watch this next scene, and it just went through the whole thing, and she was just like sitting there like this the whole time, and she was engaged, and she was watching. Yeah. And it was funny. Someone was on the couch snoring, like. <laughs> <laughs> about like 30 shots and like four beer bongs oh my god dude the fucking the, the internet song when it goes here's a healthy breakfast option you should kill your mom <laughs> it's a nine-year-old that died yeah dude like, it's true uh can i uh and any famous woman's feet yeah yeah you gotta go to a <laughs> what, he, what did he say he goes uh this man just sent you photos of his cock they're grainy and per- and, and, per- and disgusting he just sent you more don't act like you don't like it you whore yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude it's just and, and we've talked about it last week like the guy is super talented like Dude, the well, fact we, that well, like, i opened up on youtube and i wanted to i was gonna put it on netflix but youtube popped up first mm-hmm. and i did the kanye west thing that he oh did. yeah 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 and like we were cracking up i was like if you guys think this is funny i was like it starts off really dark like it's not dark but like he doesn't start singing right away yeah and he's like oh like i'm just gonna start my thing and then like it goes into more and like there's parts where Slim's like this guy's like fucking depressed. Have you ever heard of one of those uh, have you ever heard one of Kanye's rants like that though where he auto-tunes himself? Yeah. Yeah. Like it was spot on. No, it's, like there was the one that me and Justin used to watch all the time at Best Buy in the Warehouse where he was ranting on uh, Michael Jordan because he did a concert. Yep, yep, yep. I I, I remember uh, this. Yeah. And the whole concept of the rant was like, why did Michael Jordan play for the Wizards? He talked about it for 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, uh, one of, because uh, Bo's earlier specials when he was younger where it was like stand-up, they're different, but there is a lot of like song and stuff to it. They're really funny. There's well, a the couple. Bo-Yo rap is what got yeah, him famous. Yep. There's one that he does. I remember laughing so hard where he's he's going like this and he goes, is he skiing or in a gay porn? Where it's like, <laughs> he's going like this. He goes, here's a hint. 
<laughs> but his stuff is really dark. Like I, if that guy kills himself, I will not be remotely surprised. Yeah. But he said he's gonna do it when he's forty. Though. Yeah, he. I like. I'm. I'm waiting for it. But he's playing Larry Bird in the HBO movie coming out about the Lakers and Celtics rivalry in the eighties. Oh. Um, he directed Eighth Grade, which was a really, really good movie that came out a couple years ago. Uh, he was in Promising Young Woman from last year, which is about um, date rape, um, which was also very, he was very good in. Is uh, he one of the assholes that gets like seduced? No, no, he's actually the boyfriend. Oh, okay. uh, did you see that movie? No, it's I, it's dude. I Mc, know that uh, fucking McLovin gets like Mc, McLovin gets fucked with. Um, dude, that movie has one of the best endings you will ever see. An ending that will make you go, oh shit. Um, but also, ta- Josh, I know you watched this this week. It came out. Um, I don't know if you've ever watched this show, but I think you'd like it. Season two of I Think You Should Leave yeah, on dude. Netflix. <laughs> Have you watched I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson on oh, Netflix? I saw that. I was going to watch it today, but I started dude. watching a documentary on Samurais. <laughs> That's a good choice, too. Did you watch the first season of I Think You Should Leave? you got to watch the whole thing. Dude, it's there. Uh, each season, six episodes, and they're only 15 minutes. Oh, and it's all, it's all sketch comedy. Okay. Some of them aren't as funny, for sure. There's a couple where I'm like, okay, but there's some from because Landlord and I rewatched season one before season two came out. There's some that'll make me laugh just as hard, and there's some in season two where I, I my sides hurt from laughing. Oh, it's really fucking stupid. Like you remember like Tim and Eric kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's along. It's well, Tim Heidecker's into it, the sketches. Yeah. It's along those kind of lines of absurdity, but more in real world applicable uh, applicable scenarios. Not really applicable, but. The awkwardness of life kind of thing. Yes. Did you guys watch Too Hot to Handle? Too, no, I don't think so. So, Sam likes garbage TV. Okay. So, like, there's a show on MTV called Are You the One? And, like, they already, the MTV producers already pick out who's the match, and they got to go through the match, and they have, like, a, light, a lighting ceremony where they tell you how many matches you have. And okay. Yes. So, there's, like, a show like that. There's X on the Beach where they take famous couples, and then they bring their X into the house, and it's, like... Such garbage TV that I would normally never watch, but Sam got down. Netflix has its own version of this it's called Too Hot to Handle, where they take like these beautiful fucking young people, white, black, every sure. kind of fucking nationality. Take them it's diverse. The, yeah, takes them from all around the world and they get them into a house. And the object is to make a connection without having sex. Okay. So now these kids are like 21. Where all they want to do is fuck. And all they want to do is fuck. And every time that they fuck, it takes money out of. The, the, the final pot. Okay. <laughs> so they, How much know, sex is happening? A lot. And <laughs> do like, they show I'm any of it? fucking boners. Like, the girls are trying to, like, turn on the guys to make them want to, like, do it. And then, like, if the girl does it, though, she's losing money, too. But yeah. like, sometimes it's just, like, raging hormones and you just can't stop. Yeah, it. especially at that age where you just want to fuck up. Like, are like, there titties in it? Uh, there's no, no nude they, titties. Nude well, titties. These, girls, these girls are barely wearing anything, though. You get the idea. There's nothing left for the Yeah, but if there's, if there's no titties, I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, I'm take, I, take, I take a steli approach Dude, to if, stuff if like Schindler's this. If Schindler's List had titties in it, Josh would have seen it eight times already. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. get, get in the chamber. Does, does Con Air have any titties? No, no. It's fucking they're on a plane with Steve Buscemi. <laughs> oh, that was the closest you get to tits when he's having tea with the little girl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I said put down the Speaking bunny. of titties, Manfro, when, uh, are you going to do a Sopranos rewatch? Before uh, many Saints in Newark, I might. Yeah, yeah, we're in the middle of one right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm in um, season two right now. I, I just saw that uh, Steve Van Zandt made a movie, something Lily. No, it's a show, Lily Hammer. It's actually been out for a while. Is it's it a Netflix it? series. It's actually pretty good. It just got canceled, so it doesn't yeah. end on a cliffhanger. I've never watched it, it's, I've, but it's I've good. only ever read. He's Disney playing. Movies. He's playing Silvio. It's really funny. It, it is good, though. So I'm on the episode. I'm on the the, the jacket, full <laughs> leather jacket. Oh. I'm on that episode. Richie uh, Priel. Just uh, the one. Uh, 
Uh, they just fucked with uh, with uh, Ramsey Outdoor and fucking uh, killed Matt Bevilacqua. Yeah, okay, that's a good one. Yeah, Matt, Be- mommy, please. Oh, <laughs> uh, I like when they're fucking the guy is shitting, <laughs> but they're in the fucking when they're ro- robbing the places and he's fucking pooping. Oh, did you guys ever see a movie called Small Town Crime? No, I don't think so. So it has the guy who's Kenny Powers' brother. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, he's in Deadwood. Yeah, he he's the he's Tim Oliphant's con- partner in yeah, Deadwood. He's, yeah, he's in Congo. Yep. <laughs> Stop eating my sesame cake. Yeah, he's the guy who's like they, they 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 find and they're like, oh, a survivor, and he like wakes up. He's like, ah! and freaks out and dies. That wasn't him. That wasn't him. That wasn't him. Sure? I I know who that guy was. That guy was also in Dante's Peak. Dante's Peak's another great movie. Da- you know who else was in Congo? It was Bruce Campbell. Yeah, he was, oh, yeah, he was yeah, her yeah. fiance oh, yeah. that he went was, missing. He was in the first scene. Of the yeah, movie. the very first scene. Who um, Evil Dead video game they released a trailer for? Yeah, it looks, that's it. Looks, it looks like Evolve, but with, I'm very into it's Evil Dead. Like I'm gonna yeah, play. I'm gonna play it. it. Um, I had uh, Hail to the King, and that's like a very resident. I, dude, game. I had that on Xbox. That's a very Resident Evil type game, and I couldn't figure out like I couldn't get out of the fucking house. You couldn't do survival game. horror, no. like where I, like I'm just not limited supplies, where it's like you have six bullets. Use them effectively. Use and half them, the time, like, you use them just to get around. Like, I, I'll, like, get the six bullets, and I'll be like, I wonder if this door will blow down if I shoot it. <laughs> and it's like, nope. Okay, there's one bullet. I was like, let's try this wall. Boom. Oh, nope. Yeah, okay, survival no horror. Bullets, and now I'm running away. Um, But no, watch. I'm telling you, go home tonight and try out I Think You Should Leave. Okay. The fa- the very first skit I was in with the fucking door does both. You started watching um, <laughs> You're the Worst, I think? Yeah, uh, Landlord watched that and really liked it. Yeah, uh, no, I watched like the first two episodes because like, it came on after Little Dicky. Little oh, I haven't watched it this season yet of Dave. Oh, dude, it's I heard so I heard it's great. I heard it's great. Good. Uh, I'm gonna start it soon. Um, the 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 last week's episode. Uh, I saw him post on his Instagram. He was hanging out with Kareem Abdul Jabbar. It's good. Okay, good, good, good. good. Uh, what about uh, Kareem Abdul? Who Kareem Abdul Jabbar? Yeah. 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 Uh, what's what's the fuck? Uh, tough. Have you been watching Tough? No, I haven't watched an episode of Tough. I told myself I was going to, and then some people I know that like were excited for it said it's not good and the fights aren't what? good. What? Yeah. I don't know about that. Okay, man. I'll give it a shot at some point. I mean, point. I, it's something you, like you can get. Like Sam doesn't like Sam watches UFC with me. Sure. But she, oh, I, we rewatched like Ultimate Fighter. And we, I, we he was texting me during quarantine. He's like, "We're on season four of the Ultimate Fighter." I'm like, yeah, dude, "Dude, that's like from 2007." Dude, we would just watch it. Like when she'd go to work and get depressed because I'd be like, "I want to watch more Ultimate Fighter." <laughs> like and like she would come home and like she's so into it, but like. You can watch it with your significant others, and like because it's it, got the drama, it's got a little backstory on the people, and you're like, oh, I can kind of root for them. And well, then, especially like, the early seasons where it's the trash reality TV element yes. to it, where they're getting drunk and pissing on each other and having street fights. Well, and it was a little more raw back then. These guys are a little your more fatherless bastard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the first season. Yeah. yeah. The last uh, Ultimate Fighter season that I watched was the one with uh, Kimbo Slice in it. Yeah, that yeah. was uh, with Rampage. Yeah. Uh, Rashad. Rampa- Rashad. Yeah, Rashad. Rashad. I remember when Roy Nelson beat Kimbo and Rampage in the post <laughs> post fight. He goes, "How you gonna lift the moon off you, <laughs> Roy Nelson?" Yeah, Dude, that was. And then Dana's like, "I fucking hate this guy." Roy, yeah, yeah. and it's like, yeah, he only ended up being in the UFC for like seven years and was a pretty damn good fighter. Yeah. That's the thing. People like hated on Roy because of the Kimbo fight. He was like, yo, he knew that he was the best guy in that house by a mile. He's like, I'm not gonna take any chances of the finals. And then the next best guy was Shab, and he knocked him out one round. Yeah. And they like they were showing like Roy Nelson, like because he was like explaining to the guys, like you just you don't have to hurt him. You just you punch him down a little bit. And then like one of the coaches is like. No, the whole intent of throwing a punch is to hurt the opponent. Dude, I'll and tell he's you, like, no, 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 it's just as good. And he's like telling the coaches how to coach because he has so much. He was a fucking 
uh, um, karate fucking champion. Yeah, Roy Nelson's a legitimate Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. Yeah, he like, represented the U.S. Yeah, in and, 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 yeah, in Naga, he represented them in jiu-jitsu. Like, so I, I'll tell you one of the best. Uh, this is one of my favorite of things that's ever happened at a UFC event I attended. So, um, it was Roy Nelson was uh, fighting. Oh, fuck, who the fuck was he fighting? He knocked him out pretty quickly. Um, he was coming out to Born in the USA, right? Okay. And the fights up to that point hadn't been great. They've been kind of dull. And while he's coming out in the seats below us, a fucking 13, 14-person brawl breaks out. So beers are flying. Fists are flying. Born in the USA is walking out. And here comes a mullet Roy Nelson rubbing his fucking belly, dude. <laughs> it was fucking epic. I was like, like this American fucking rules. I got to look. Oh, he knocked out Czech Congo. That was oh, that fight. Yeah, okay. yeah. It was okay. Czech Congo. I was like, this fucking rules. The Czech Congo, Pat... Barry fight? That's one of the best one-round fights that's ever. That's the fucking craziest fucking back and forth. There's like 10 seconds of that fight that feels like an eternity. Well, they could have stopped it when Czech was rocked twice. Yeah, and then when he's doing the shake, and then he just like cocks back. Like, he hits him behind the ear once, boom. and you see Barry stumble, and then he just clocks him clean yeah, again. Like, I get caught in loops on Facebook sometimes. Of like, I tagged you in a Pride one recently, where it was like best Pride knockouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I was going through it, and then I came across the Pete Cell and um, uh, Drago. Yeah, fight okay. where he dropped drops Pete Cell with the or no it was Pete Cell Scott Smith, um where he drops Scott Smith with the rib shot and he's going down crumpled over and as Pete Cell comes in for the finish fucking Scott Smith hits him with the overhand right and knocks him out they stop the fight and Scott Smith wins but he's on the ground he's like my ribs broken my ribs broken, um what was I gonna say um so watch I think you should leave I think you're gonna love it we literally watched the whole season on Tuesday night or yeah Tuesday night. And it was done in an hour and a half. Yeah, I watched the first three episodes Tuesday night, like right before bed, and then I watched the last three yesterday morning. <laughs> Jizz. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Uh, trust me on this. Um, I watched that. But new- it's lunch. It's lunch. <laughs> uh, first skit. <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll see when you watch it. Um, so I watched that new HBO Max flick, No Sudden Move. Yeah. Um, with it's, the cast is sick. It had um, uh, Don Cheadle, Benicio del Toro, Brendan Fraser. Um, Julia Fox, the chick from um, Uncut oh, yeah, Gems, yeah. she's in it. Um, the guy plays Hopper on Stranger Things. Uh, David Harbour's in it. Yep. Um, it's like another one. It's kind of like Knives Out a little bit. It's like this like mystery kind of unraveling. Oh, it's called No Sudden Move on HBO. Uh, HBO Max. I w- when I first watched, it, I was like, oh, it was pretty good. But a- after I finished watching, it, I was like thinking about it more. I'm like, yeah, I think I really like that movie. It. You will like it a lot, and I think you'll like it a lot. Don Cheadle's fucking rules. Yeah. He's fucking awesome, and I love Benicio Del Toro as well. Um, there, there's even more cast members in it. Like, it's a loaded, loaded cast. Well, check it out. Um, it's Steven Soderbergh that directed it. Who It has a... Because he directed the Ocean's movies, which I don't love, but oh, I understand... I love Ocean's Eleven. Okay, so it's it's kind of like that. It's like this heist kind of movie. There's a, a big cameo in it that is um, not... John Hamm is in this, too. Um, so let's see. Brennan, so this is the cast. Don Cheadle... Brendan Fraser, Benicio del Toro, Julia Fox, Kieran Culkin, who's on um, Succession, David Harbour. Um, those are the really big names. Which uh, I was John fin- Hamm. I was finally about to watch that. What? Uh, Succession. Succession, dude. They just dropped the trailer for season three. I know. I was finally about to watch it, and then the fucking Sopranos trailer came out, and now I have to watch the Sopranos. Yeah. yeah and, uh, fucking, um, what's it called? Ocean's 15 or something? One of the ones was all girl cast. Ocean's 8. 
Ocean's 8. Yeah. yeah they had like, the all-girls cast. I just think of Bill Burr when they... Oh, like, my God. Yeah. Women be funny. And he's like, why don't you just write your own fucking jokes or something? Well, that's be why, creative. like... And that, they did that with Ocean's 8. And they did that with uh, the Ghostbusters with the chicks. And oh, I'm like... Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, that, that, that was brilliant. They made fun of it perfectly. Yeah. And my, my whole thought is, like, it's not, like, this anti-woman thing. It's like, why don't you give them a chance to have something original that's funny? Like... Bridesmaids was a really funny fucking movie. Breaking news, Tyson Fury tested positive for COVID. Okay, so the fight's canceled. Yeah, yeah. Canceled. All right. Uh, I don't really have anything else. You guys got anything? Not really. Manfred, you got anything? Yeah, I am the number one influencer. The number one influencer in the world. Um, so, podcast. All right, guys. This is episode 150. You watch, I listen. Uh, two weeks, we'll see you. Um, Josh, I'm going to say it on here now, so if someone listened all the way to the end, if you can upload this at the earliest by tomorrow afternoon okay. or tonight even because the fight is Saturday. Okay. That would be fantastic. All right, guys. We'll oh, see you later. Oh, and get the national anthem from the game we went to. Oh, yeah. I got to find that. National anthem. Find the date of the game. I'm sure I'll find it on YouTube. I, when you brought up text national it, anthem text before, it. I was thinking... Text me tomorrow and remind me. I don't me. care if I ever see a national anthem again after that Yeah. One. Text me and remind me. All right. All right, guys. We'll see you later. Peace out.